This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside with me as always, he's got the fever for the flavour, Mitch Doyle. Good everybody. And do you think that we could get some? Nick Campton <laughs> hey is everyone. here. Replacing Dale Roots. <laughs> Origin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the way back from Canberra. We were hitting up the, the road trip songs, whatever, you know, Limp Biscuit, the classic rolling bit of Lincoln Park, whatever. And I put, hot, Chester. I put on Hot Action Cop, Fever for the Flavor. And there was no love from the driver's seat whatsoever. And young Nick Camden never heard it. I'd, I'd never heard it before. I cannot believe this. Oh, mate, I'm just telling you. It I... was the soundtrack to my 03. <laughs> 13-year-old Mitch singing Mate, about Sticky what, after, after 11.30, let's hear about Matt Bungard's 03 then. <laughs> Sounds like it was pretty, pretty amorous. No, nah, honestly, I'd never heard it before. At yeah. the start, I thought it was another Limp Bizkit song. Had heard, you know, Bloodhound Gang. He had heard. Okay. <laughs> That's her thing. Come on, man. It's a This is the better dirty song. It's a great dirty <laughs> song. Okay. Yeah. No, um, sounds like it was a wild time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> 2003. It really was. Parramatta 30, Gold Coast Titans 8. Uh... Can we somehow blame Jared Hayne for this? I'm I sure if we sit here and <laughs> chew the fat long enough, we can we can figure out a way to blame Jared for this. I'll allow it. It was oh, it's just a trash game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, rubbish, you know? rubbish all game. The, all the fights gone out of the Titans, which really hurts me to say. No scrap. I was a big, big, big proponent of their of their scrappy nature, but they just don't have it, man. They they'd very obviously quit on Neil Henry. I think there's a couple of guys playing busted. They're just like just give them the bullet, you know. They had all the possession, all the ball, and lost by 22 points. They had a stupid amount of possession 57%. in the second half. <laughs> I was happy I mean, the big Fijian fella got over for a try on Dabu, yeah. but that was it. That was the only bright spot for the Titans out of this game. Pretty sure Semi River Drive just played before, mate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was bad. Bring your A game, bro. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking don't of Semi River Drive, don't bring that Bush uh, League People shit. were not happy with the. Uh, Oh, yeah, but it was just a dud decision in a shit game. You know what I mean? Like, come what on, What season was this on. one? The uh, the the semi Radradra no knock on, then he picked the ball up and ran away and scored. But then they gave him a square up like three minutes it later. It was a dud decision, but yeah. yeah. Um, Will Smith looked okay coming in for Devin French. Um, they were just running out of fullbacks. One shout, one shout, I want to give one shout out to Mitch Moses' pass for that second Will Smith try. That defi- yeah. I fair can think of to the laws of physics. I thought Good, it was a great beauty. ball. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the balls of the season. Uh, and then they've lost Manu Mau this week. Yeah, Manu Mau is so gone. Um, yeah, yeah. Bevan French injured. I mean, they're yeah. in the finals now. They're at an outside chance for top four. But, you know, if, if, if it's a good time to lose guys for one or two weeks for Parramatta. It is. Manu Mau, I think it could be a big loss against Brizzy. He really holds that edge down for him. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, if they had those two, I'd probably tip him to give Brisbane a really good run. Mm-hmm. As it stands, I'm probably leaning like Brizzy 13+, plus, like a bit heavier. Yep. Which is a real shame because I was hoping we'd get a couple of real quality finals-type games heading into the finals. Having said that, I do think Parra will turn up and give it a good go. Uh, any positives aside from the young guy getting a try and debut? Any other, try, any other positives for the Titans? The end of their season is now closer. That is true. Yeah. They, are one, they, they have to play one fewer game than they did this time last week. I thought Philip Sami had an okay game. That's what I yeah, 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 he actually did. He had some all right touches. That was about it. The rest of the team, I mean, Vahapulu was good as well, but they're losing him anyway. Yeah. And they've lost Ryan James this week to an injury. So I think Ignatius Pass, he's back in the side again, who's barely been used this season, but he's back in. Big Billy Zillman got a try. Good for him. Yeah. What a moment. Five-year deals for all. Yep. But yeah, no, no more point in this game. Let's move on. Sure. <laughs> Let's move on. South Sydney, 36. Warriors, 18. Uh, the greatest try scorer in the NRL does it again, Campo. 
Bunavale wasn't playing in this game, Lift boss. Your, get your A-game, champ. That's Bush League. Uh, another hat no, trick Bush for Alex is, Johnson. Bush League, Scoring, is this, Bush League is this suicidal notion that you have that Alex Johnson is the best trial Putting the, the team on his back, hurting himself, scoring a try. Uh... What a man. What a, uh, just what a player. Running through gaps you could drive the Titanic through. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you've got to have the pace to get to the finish line. Do you? Yeah. Do you? You do. He had a crook leg and he still made it, mate. Like, yeah. Can't be, that, he can't be going that's that far. Brilliant. RTS dumped RTS people's RTS feet. Had, he, man, he's, he's given up tackling for Lent. He really has. He, oh. <laughs> I, 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 we, we haven't done RTS tackle ratio watch in a while. Has he got more misses than makes this year? It's close. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Foran's given up as well. Oh, I think Foran, his body's starting to quit on him a little bit. Like he looked like he was a thousand years do you old. Take in this any, game. Do you take anything from this if you're a Bulldogs fan for next year? I would be even more terrified than I was beforehand. Yes, you spent 900k or so on this, yeah, this guy, and I've so been a Kieran Foran truther for a long time. But uh, you know, the, this is a guy that we've always said is jack of all trades, limited in his ability. Though he's not a number one half in the comp, he's number two, best second fiddle going around, but. Maybe all those kamikaze runs are coming coming home to roost. Well, that was that was a point you brought up after the game, and I think that's quite an astute one. You know, he hasn't he hasn't been around that long, but with the way he plays, you have to wonder how sustainable that style is. Yeah. You know, and he he's still not, does it now, but he'll do like one of those kamikaze yeah. runs early in the game, and then he'll be broken for the rest. Yeah, of the we're getting we're getting a long way away from the last really good NRL game he played. Like he had a, a couple of good ones for the Warriors. Yeah, one or two good ones for Para, but that's not a lot to go on. Yeah, on he looks pretty sharp in his debut. Was his Para debut a cracker, wasn't it? And his Warriors debut was yeah. pretty good as well. Yeah. It's just... He had a really good game against uh, Canberra last year where Para yeah. put about 30 points on him. Mm-hmm. And he scored the only try he scored for Para where he stepped through and then beat White. And you would have seen it because they had it on the newsreels every time they have a story about him. Because <laughs> you, you <laughs> got... it was his only try for Para. But apart from that, you know, there's not been a lot to go on. You, you guys have, are more can be more objective than I can. Is this... The best stretch Tom Burgess has ever had in first grade? No. Last few weeks? No, I wouldn't say the best. I'd say it's it's definitely comparable to some of the form that he showed in 2014. But best is probably still a little bit stronger. But I am interested to know what you think. South's had a similar stretch at the end of last it's year. weird, isn't it? Where they won... Uh, four few, in a row. And they lost. Row, the only, and the one only they lost was, was to Storm Melbourne. Golden Point. And then they come back for round one this year. And it was like it had never happened. You know, all of the well, benefits that they got from that, like Damian Cook getting yeah. proper minutes... <sighs> They all went away from it. What do you What do you think? Oh, I, it's what, like, why do you think that happened? And do you think it'll happen again? Uh, so, why it happened is because, and we've spoken about this before, is Michael Maguire is fiercely loyal to guys and sometimes to a fault. For some reason, he immediately took an affinity to Robbie Farah and a blind loyalty to Robbie Farah. And that's why Damian Cook didn't have the starting job to start the season. Um, and I am honestly a little bit worried that happens. If Robbie has a good preseason, who knows what could happen? It could very well happen again. Um Will it happen next year? Uh, I don't think to this extent. I th- uh, and, th- th- you know, they're going to get Dan Gagai. They're probably going to have Inglis back. But, I mean, who knows if he's going to be the same player. Knee injuries are a tricky thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I feel about this. It's weird because I definitely remember feeling about as good this time last year as I do now. And I got burned. So, I could very well get burned again. <laughs> You're getting burned, son. Nah, could, could well do. But, you know, like in the fair dinging department, I know you hate Alex Johnson, but he's had some very, very good games at fullback in the last oh, few he's weeks. Had, he's, he's, Sorry, he's the, had I, the, hate, the hate was directed at Mitchell. He's had a good season on the whole, but mm-hmm. I think you've got to remember the sort of the quality opposition he's doing it against. Yeah, fair point. You know? But at the same time, I, I just, I would prefer, I would honestly, at this point, with the way Greg Inglis is, like with the amount of miles that are on Greg Inglis's body, Especially if you take that into consideration, which I think you have to do, I would much prefer to see them start 2018 with Gagai and Inglis in the centres. Well, I don't think the, they will. The but... major concern I have about Alex Johnson at fullback is that he's out of position like a lot, like a All lot, the time. a lot. You know, and you, you see that when you're at the games. 
He just doesn't quite have the feel for it yet. And my, maybe he can get my that. Only res- my only defense to that can't. is he still has never had a preseason as a fullback. True enough, but that's a concern. And the other concern is his ball playing. Yes. You know what I mean? He's... He, he's First option, mm-hmm. 99 times yep. out of 100, is going to be to run. He's and found the pass a, a bit in the last few weeks. He's put a couple on for Bryson Goodwin, especially. But it's had like, the biggest gaps of sure, all time. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, like, it's, where it's earlier been a, in the where year, it's been a very clear sure, two But one, earlier in the year, know? he would have ran the ball. Well, there's two times in this game as well where he gets into the clear and it's two on one and he took on two of Arsashek. Mm. And he beat him because two of Arsashek's given up on tackling. <laughs> but against a more canny defensive fullback... That might have been a bomb try, yeah. Exactly. Right. Like two, two of them could have been, you know, so... While he's had some good touches this year, and I loved, I loved him hitting that hole off Sutton. Mm-hmm. I love them getting runners off Sutton because he does have some real nice ball. And that, in no him. one's done that since Merritt retired. But, oh, long time, yeah. long time. But yeah, Warriors. Sean Johnson comes back this week. They might actually turn up for once. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, let's hope something. so. And the Warriors just like... making me sad at the moment, yeah. mate. But I see Ingarno play, and I see Roach play, and I'm, I can never quit him, man. Just on that, like, why? I, I understand. Like, so Foran's leaving. Your season's over. Mm-hmm. Why? And he's clearly put the cue in the right. Why not? Just play Lino and Hangano in this game. I know, Look, I know that they both a, ended up playing because a, Nathaniel Roach got hurt. From a coldly yeah. analytical standpoint, that makes sense. But at the same time, like Foran and Kearney, they worked together for a long time in the New Zealand Test setup. Yeah. They're probably mates. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to push him down to reserve grade for two games when his season's over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hangano's got all year next year. Yeah, fair point. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Brisbane twenty-four, St George twelve. Do you want us to step back, Mitch, or leave the room? No, nah, no. Nah, just um, firstly, I want to say Dragons are actually really good in this game. I, I agree. I actually thought. They really they played as if their season was on the line, and they didn't have a whole lot of luck. Like not a lot of things went their way. But really? I was quite impressed. You're saying that? What do you mean? They got those dufty penalties, a couple of knock-on oh, calls on, went Dugan, their way. Like Dugan dropped a Dugan dropped a ball over the line at both ends. Like he did, but you know I'd say I mean? not a lot. Go, they saw things go their way. They, yeah, every, everyone always has things go their way, but yeah. I'd ra- I reckon they'd trade those two penalties for scoring a try and, and not giving one <laughs> yeah, away. Know. You know? know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you had um, 55 percent possession for the Dragons. Eight two penalty count as and well. Eight that's two a penalty of, that's count. A lot of they chances. Had, yeah, they had more sets. I mean, they had all the chances, but the most impressive thing for the Broncos in this game wasn't the point scoring, but it was the defence. And they only yeah. conceded tries. You know, they conceded a cross field kick, and they conceded a, a, a nice play. Actually, the, the kick from dummy half for chasing Paul Vaughan was quite a nice play. But other than that, especially the Broncos line Broncos wasn't that tested. Line defence was great. There's been a few games this year. We've been thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with Brisbane's line defence. This was one of those, especially at the end of the game when they. Probably had the game set up, but they were still not giving it not giving an inch, and that's what you want to see going into the business end of the season. Yeah, that's the kind of you know premierships one on defence. We all heard the cliche before, and the Broncos were lifting their game in that department the last two weeks. It's going to have a big say in how far they go in this competition. Absolutely, and of course, Anthony Milford probably had his best game as a Bronco in this game. I know you look at the stat sheet; it's like one try assist and one line break, but he was in everything good we did, and was likely the whole game. Oh, that round the corner cutout offload that he threw oh. in the second half! Like, come yeah. on, man, that's that's savage. That, that can't be allowed, you know? <laughs> it can't be allowed. Outlaw it. This, <laughs> this is a PG broadcast. We, Some, can't, we dude, can't have things like that. It was something else. Yeah. He was fantastic. Um, and the, and the try Oates scored, just, he has a miraculous ability to score those ridiculous tries sometimes, though. Know, he manages to do it even though he seems to have no idea of, like, where his body's going. There's not a lot of, like, grace about him. Hmm. But he just yeah. throws his arms at the line and hope it works, <laughs> it and happens. it just works. Wayne, you know, Wayne, Bennett must have t- Wayne Bennett just needs to tell Oates he's playing Souths every week, and then yeah. he'd score 45 tries a season. Yeah, we, nice put down in this one, and it's just good to see that left-hand side clicking for the Broncos, because mm-hmm. it wasn't early in the season, and that was a Will Warrior Broncos fans that Moga, uh, Oates, and yeah. Milford are on the wrong page. So I think a big part of that has been the renaissance of Alex Glenn's form, and 
whether that be the contract being signed or Benji Marshall giving him short balls. I don't know what it is, but he's been fantastic the yeah, last two thousand and ten. Alex Glenn is back. Yeah, he's been t- making you know off ball runs, and, you know, a bit of in and away before he receives the ball and hitting good holes. And Kurt Mann stopped him, stopped him scoring a great try early on in the game, and he looks like he's back and forth. Got to tell you, Mitchy, I am still just a little bit worried about your goal kicking in close finals games. It could come back to haunt you. Well, Kahu will be kicking in finals. I, I don't trust Kahu particularly much either. Kahu's mm. a really good kicker. He's like the third most accurate kicker this year. I don't know. Are you just you looking for things to pick out? Or? Yes, he is. Whoa. 82%. Like, you can't argue with the nut. That's like, goal kicking is an accuracy thing. <laughs> Do we think Saints are cooked? Um, They'll probably make it in. The fact oh, that the Cowboys just, might not win the another Cowboys, game. Yeah. Cowboys have the hardest run home of any team with two games to go, I think. And well, they've got the Tigers, got tigers, tigers and the Broncos. Yeah. They can beat the Tigers. I mean, say if we win this week. It's not a fait I, just, I just think it's because it's a Tigers. Last last game at Campbelltown for a few of those guys, they might fire up. Well, what a know. city. You see, if, if we win this week and the Roosters lose, you might see Wayne rest players next week. Because the last time we had a position locked up was with the Dragons in 2010, and he rested a lot of the team in round 26. So yep. it might happen again, and that could mean the Cowboys can make the finals. They'd so enjoy knocking not, the Cowboys out of the finals, though. We would. But, um, you know, we might not go, we might not go, might not go up their full strength. Yeah, so we'll it's see. It, it, it's, it's, and I know... Part of you, Nick Campton, is still hopeful that uh, Manly or the Cowboys. Could no, I've both given their up. Games. I've given oh, up. Don't worry. A little bit. Of no, I'm in a pit of despair. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right, Newcastle twelve, Melbourne forty-four. Um, yeah, that was the game. Good Every- on um, good on Newcastle trying the short kickoff. By the way, yeah, <laughs> but they really embraced it. Went for a few short dropouts yeah. as well. You know, I, yeah. th- I thought they 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 hung with Melbourne for longer than I thought they would have. And then Melbourne's size in the middle of the field and speed on the edges just really cut them to pieces. This might be the best game Nelson Asafa Solomona has had this year. And I've always been a big fan, but just the speed and the footwork and the size, it's just it's something else. Shreds. He really did. He was fantastic. And another asset they've just got at that team that, you know, next year they're adding Cassiano. If they get anything out of him, that bench is going to be something else again next year. It's, it's it's funny how probably more than any team in the competition, they've really embraced size in their forward pack. Yeah, I know there was a final a couple of years ago where the Bulldogs absolutely dusted them. And Bellamy made the decision after that, you know what, we're just going to get so big that no team can ever do this to us ever again. <laughs> that's exactly what's happened. They've yeah. got a pack of goddamn monsters. Yeah, they do. They're a huge side. And then they've got, you know... Go- Handy outside backs, and we know those halves. And Brody Croft had a fantastic game, which led to the most annoying comparison in the league now. Yeah, we, guys, you don't we, care we, for it. No, aside we've got to, for Latrell Mitchell. This is the next most. Yeah, annoying we've one. got it. We've got to. We've got to cut that stuff out. Like, yeah. I don't even think they look similar. You know, there might be a couple of mannerisms they have in their play, but that's it. Like the worst on, thing guys, I saw was the Does video Brody on Croft Fox? have a website. <laughs> I hope so. The worst thing I saw was when I saw on Fox the next day, they cut up like plays next to each other. Just like Cooper Cronk diving for a try and Croft diving for a try. Yeah, you're just pushing for it Look there, at the way they you? both put the ball down. Yeah, very put look, at the way, look at the way they both play for Melbourne. Come <laughs> yeah. on. I'm just connecting the dots. They guys. wear the same number sometimes. <laughs> they're, they're, they're white and they play for Melbourne and they're from <laughs> Queensland. More sceptical uh, punters would argue that uh, anyone in the seven would look the same with the great man in the nine. Just saying. Lucky none of us are that stupid. I guess not. <laughs> none of us are that stupid. Nope. None of none us. Of us. <laughs> uh, anything else to say about this game? Uh, Ado oh, Kart, they locked up the mind premiership. Four tries. Congratulations. Hey, well, Ado Kart, look, as many strides as he's taken this year, like there's still some rough edges on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And m- maybe those rough edges will never go away. But if you're going to yeah. get, get this game out of his system, yeah. get out of his system. Why he bombed with his foot on the, t- on the sideline was That was bad. That was bad. A player who has really impressed me over the last maybe eight weeks for the Knights is Lachlan Fitzgibbon. I didn't know a whole lot about him before this season, but he's really made that spot on the right edge of his own. And he's yeah. got that great combo with Brock Lamb as well. He's adding a lot more to his game. I he mean, really his whole is. running's great and he's maturing a lot. Last year, I thought he was 
not involved enough with the ball in hand and not particularly good in defence. You know, he's 23, so he's still young and he's hitting, hitting holes really well outside Brock Lamb. And unfortunately, Lamb's done for the year because they can't develop that anymore before next season. Well, even though they're going to have a lot of things to choose from in the forwards next year, I think Fitzgibbon will hold that spot. I think he's been that impressive. They could have Guerra turn into a middle. Well, he played a lot of Lockett yeah. at the uh, Roosters, so who knows? He could be the first off the bench, maybe. Could be. Yeah. Anything else? No. But cool. All right. Roosters 28. West Tigers 18. Uh, much closer than any of us expected. I can't get a read on the Roosters. Neither can I. You know what I mean? And they're so inconsistent, not just from week to week, but like within games. You know, they'll have a red-hot 15 minutes or a red-hot 20 minutes and then follow it up with 30 minutes well, of just like honestly, hot garbage. Honestly, I thought this game at the 30-minute mark was just going to be a standard Roosters-Tigers game where they beat them Yeah, where they nil. just run over the top of them, then, you know. And like credit to the Tigers for coming back. Like they've played a lot of good footy in this game. But if the Roosters really have premiership aspirations and the word out of the club is that, yeah, they do, you you can't be doing this. You can't be battling your way past, you know, it's three the ailing tigers. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be firing up, man. You've got to be primed. You've got to be ready to go. And I know they're, they're you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel with Madison out in the centres. But at the same time, like, you know, you've got to be getting ready. Yeah, you've you can't be good concede to go. 18 points to the Tigers. No, you can't. You can't. And you can't let them back in the game the way they did. And even the, 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 the try they got to win the game, it was from a, a busted... Uh, Tigers tackle if Nofaluma races up and makes that tackle on Madison you know maybe the Tigers steal this one you know yeah. you, if you want to be a legitimate premiership contender you can't be throwing up games like this this close to the finals and bombing easy opportunities too oh, that, all that, the time Nofaluma was having a Barney and they couldn't take advantage of it the whole game they should, they should have scored a lot more points than they did and Michael Gordon had a game to forget on, on his return yeah he did he bombed that early as he tried made a few errors down the other end but yeah I mean for the for the Tigers, I thought Josh Allier was really impressive. He really helped turn the game. I think when he came on, he was really aggressive on both sides of the ball. I was yeah. it was one of his better games in first grade, I reckon. Mate, hitting those holes really hard and on both yeah. sides, I switched him and he hit the other edge and he, and he scored off one of those runs. He was quite good, and we're still starting to see some more nice parts of Luke Brooks mixed in with some bad stuff. But yeah. at least the Tigers fans are starting to see some progress in his game as well. I don't know if I particularly buy into the fact that you need to be in red hot form going into the finals if you if you if you want to win the comp. Well, it, we can't, saw, it can't hurt. It can't hurt, no. But we saw the Sharks last year. They won, was, I think, one or two of their last six to end the season. And then yes. we all know what happened after that. But that's, so I think that's, the, the, that's, but that's what the Roosters have always been. They've always been this team that gets dragged down and has shit games against shit teams. But then they lift when they play good teams. I would say that that Sharks premiership is the exception rather than the no, rule. The, I think the Cowboys lost away in 2015. Who didn't they? Yeah, they limped in the final. South lost a few weird games but, at the back end of 2014 But the difference well. for me for those teams is that, you know, the Sharks dominated for 15 weeks. The Cowboys dominated long stretches. I haven't seen this Roosters team dominate good teams. I just haven't. I mean, they lift for the Storm, but they're one and one against the Broncos, you know, and then, you know, they lost to Manly twice. They're not dominating the other good teams in the club, no, and they're and conceding points in all those fixtures. In the NBA, they talk about um, teams that can flick the switch, you know, yeah. like a lot of LeBron's teams have been like yeah. that in the East for years and years. Yeah. But the problem with being a team that flicks a switch is sometimes you might flick the switch and there might be nothing there. Mm. You know what I mean? I appreciate what you're saying, Bungard, that like you don't have to be flying 10 straight wins into the finals. Yeah. You can turn it around if you've got a quality team with quality <laughs> players and a quality coach. But at the same time, surely you'd rather be in good form than not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to win games, but, you know, like I just don't think we can write the Roosters off just because they sort of limped across the line against a few shit um, You're a braver man than me if you're backing them to win in Brisbane oh, I'm not. or Melbourne. I'm yeah. not. I would, and I, and I wouldn't, but yeah. I just think that's because those two teams are better than they are. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, you know, for Roosters fans anyway, you've got Tedesco coming next year, and I feel oh, like the, some special things will be happening at that club next oh, season. Oh, I feel sick thinking about that. They're oh, going to kill nasty. people. They are. They're going to kill people. If you put him where Gordon was in the weekend, they probably, they probably win by 40. Yeah, I'm going to get on him to win the Dally M now. Not the Clive Churchill, though. 
North Queensland 16, Cronulla 26. Um, Cowboys now all of a sudden could miss the finals, Mitchell. Yes, it's unfortunate for them. Obviously, injuries have got the best they're of them. Running out of trips. It's almost depressing watching them because they're putting in so hard. You feel sorry for this team in these yeah. games. Like right to the last minute, that team is putting in for each other. That's a good sign of a good team and a good club. But they just haven't got the cattle at the moment. Well, I think it is really showing what a good coach Paul Green is. Yeah. You know, by all rights, a lot of these players could have sort of, you know, oh, this is a bit too hard. Let's check out. But they're really pushing for each other all the time. And got, I think we've, you guys would have said it on the pod a few times, this might be the best thing for Michael Morgan's entire career. Yeah. I thought he was really strong again against the Sharks and just sort of lacked a little bit of support. Like, I thought they really missed Lachlan Coote. They did. For example, you know. And I know this this isn't exactly a groundbreaking take, but... I actually think they'll win the competition next year based so on I. this form in the last few weeks, even though they've lost most of these games, you know? I agree, because next year you've got Morgan who's learnt some more things now. You've got McLean coming in. You've got Scott back. You've got McLean, sorry. It's, it's a good side, a good football side. And they've got more, you know, maybe Jared Bowen might steal a centre by next year. Who knows what happens? But I really like that football side and what they're building there, even though it's weird to say they're building, but Thurston back with no origin next season well, is that, going to be massive. that's a big one as well. And if huge. it is his last season... You yeah, know, if if if, it's, if he's not playing Origin next year, I'm going to guarantee them for top two. Yeah, so will I. And that's playing at home in Townsville in the finals. They'll go far. Let's bet on it right now. But um, they've also got a miraculous ability to bring along big forwards at the Cowboys as well now. Like Shane Wright debuted, looked massive. Patrick Mago debuted last week, huge. Like it seems like they've got a nice production line coming. That you know, in a couple of years when they lose guys like Matt Scott and Gavin Cooper, they have some ready-made replacements coming through. Well, the sign of a really good coach is being able to get a lot out of players that maybe don't have as much ability. Yeah. And I think even though he'd been, even though he's had some good years, I thought like Scott Bolton's a good example of that. You know. Yeah. I thought he was on the way out um, when he got dropped back to the bench for that premiership team, but then he's taken a much bigger role in the squad this year, and he's been fantastic. Like he has not missed a beat. He's been great. You know know? I mean, and if he can do that with Scott Bolton, imagine what he's going to be able to do with someone with like the raw abilities of a Shane Wright. You know? Yeah, mate. So yeah, but it, we'll talk about the Sharks now, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, Cowboys mate. excite me. Sorry, Sharks people. That's fair. Um, um, bounce back game for the Sharkies. I know again the time. Cowboys are beaten down, but they had to go to Townsville and win, and you had to put them away, and they did do that job. And Gigantic game this week. For Mal- them. Maloney, you know, had a good game on, on, on his. Ret- you know, after last week's bit of a mare against the Broncos, he was strong in returning, and returning, and Gallon bounced back after last week, and Val Holmes was involved a lot. So some decent signs for Sharks fans that you know maybe they can still shake the competition up. Thought for that first maybe twenty five thirty. It was some of the best footy the Sharks have played in, in a while, like in a good couple of months. You know, they were powerful, they were direct, and Maloney went right to the line and into the line, which is something he doesn't always do anymore because he's slowing down a bit. But when he does do that, they're a completely different team. I think you can appreciate how good Jaden Braley's been this year on this game alone. And when he went off at the end of the game, you could see much they slowed well, down. Well, I wonder if that's, if that's Jaden Braley being great or if that's James Seguiaro being really off the pace. Yeah. He doesn't look the same player at all. Well, the truth's probably somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, But remember, Seguiaro, he buggered off from Leeds last year and then wouldn't have done any serious training until he came to Cronulla. You know what I mean? And then they've thrown him into a pretty serious sort of role in the team. And no pre-season. Yeah, like a pre-season will probably fix him up, but... But yeah, Braley's been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Kotrich probably has Rookie of the Year locked up, but he'd probably be... Safe. He probably would have won it if he didn't get injured, though, Braley. Yeah. Simply on being a spine yeah. player. Well, don't write off Dylan Edwards making some Penrith-based charge <laughs> towards the end of robbing, robbing my large adult son of his birthright. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. You calling Nick Kotrich your large adult son. I like it. Uh, anything else before we move on? No. 
Right, uh, Canberra, 22, Penrith, 26. How are we at this game already? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, I've come to talk with you again. Because Mitch, how would you describe my mood immediately after the siren? I've got to say, on, being on, on the other end of the, the, the song is pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, it's hard to put the mood in words. Yeah. <laughs> but there was, I was in a pretty bad place. There was, there was no movement. Did he it transform was, into Broken Nick Campton again? It was no, see, Broken funeral, Nick Campton's no. more deranged. This was no. just like this a was broke, just listless, yeah, you know. This is a uh, listless Nick. Campton. It was a lifeless man. Yeah, the world had gone grey. Food yeah. doesn't taste the same man. anymore. That's what it was. If I could have, I would have just I would have sat there for hours. There you Honestly. were. Up. It's like after the. I hate that it's Penrith again because after the first loss to Penrith in Bathurst, no joke. I sat in the dark for about two hours. I remember coming home to that. You were just, just, sta- sitting, there, just staring there. at the wall, like. And this is different. Like this isn't as heartbreaking a result, but I was I was so convinced that they were going to win this game. I was so convinced they were going to win this game. I just thought everything was sort of trending towards it. You know, they'd been improving over the last few weeks. Penrith had that winning streak, but you know, they hadn't been impressive in a lot of those games. It's at home. There's so much on the line, and. And they just didn't have it. They had the chances and, and, and they couldn't take them and Penrith were, were better. This was know? the first performance of the last few weeks. I thought Penrith played well. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they weren't skintillating an attack, but they took a lot of opportunities they were given. You gave them opportunities and they took they those. Took them. Mm-hmm. And they defended well on their line. And really, the, that the, was the, the hugest difference. The main position of joy that the Raiders had was running at Moylan and Peach. And, Moyle, yep. and they got a lot of points there. But, you know, there was many a time Hodgson tried about four barge overs in it, a row. It, it, what it, happened it, was, was after the agencies of 40 20, they stopped going to the fringes. Yeah. Like they just tried no. to power over them in the it, middle. What's interesting to me is that Vare is not in this team anymore even though they've signed to a long-term deal and he's a better defender than Peachy. And that could definitely come back to haunt them in the finals because, as you said, that was where Penrith were getting, uh, where Canberra were getting all their joy was between uh, Peachy and Moylan. I don't know if Vare is the shutdown centre that he used to be, though. Yeah, sure. Because he's had a lot of injuries over the last two and a bit years. Yep. There has to be some chance that he's just he just can't do it and anymore you think, athletically. And you and you would argue that the peachy offensive upside is far greater than the defensive downside. Correct. Yeah. I would agree with that as well. You know, and at the same time, they've been playing this way for a while. Peachy's got a really strong um, combination with Mansour. Now's probably not the time to be shaking that all up. Yeah. You know, why, why, do, why, why fix something that isn't broken? Why do bad teams watch Josh Mansour run? I don't know. Like, it's they two just, weeks in a row. Just, it just go on a cross field again and again and again. I couldn't work it out. Two weeks in a row, they let him run across teams, let him run across field till he saw a gap and he ran at it. Are you kidding me? They push up on that guy and he's, he, you know, he's still a great footballer, but he's not going to do anything. Push he's, up a, on he's a very good player, but just don't give him the opportunities, yeah. you know? Mm. It's that simple. And then, you know, other guys to this uh, Penrith team, I thought Regan Camagillo was decent again, you know, yep. on his way back. And Wunga Blake, whilst after his early touches didn't do much else in the game, Difference maker for him for one of the first times I thought too. Absolutely, I mean, that was some vintage Jared Croker, like 2010 rubbish. Yeah, mm. it was. It was the worst. Um, that single miss on Wunga Blake is as bad a tackle as he's missed in the last five years. And I know a lot of people harp on about Jared Croker's defence, and it, like to tell you the truth, it's never going to be great. Yeah. But it's it's come a long way from where it was, and it was disappointing to see that flare up well, again. You Blake, know? Blake won that ran the ball f- six times. That's all he did. Oh but two God. of them led to tries. Mm. That is. Gut wrenching. So that's gut wrenching. So you got around Croker, two of his six runs, and, and they scored. To, to, you had a, you had a. I think in the last ten to fifteen minutes of that game, there was quite a few times where Canberra just just did enough to save a try, and I thought they were going to hold on. And then the, to to concede the to try, to concede a try like did. that from dummy half. Look, Canberra's ruck defence has never been great, and it probably never will be great. 
There was a time when Dane Tills was in the team when they would concede a try from dummy half dead set every well, every you're two nine weeks. feet tall. You can't get down low. I know, I know, but like. If they'd conceded a try out wide off a great pass or a, or a good move or just like someone had just made a bad defensive decision, then you can kind but of live with like that this. because that's just that's just yeah. part of the game. That just happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. But to have your season on the line, to have defended your line for, for several sets and then to concede one from, from dummy half. And it, wasn't, it didn't throw a big dummy. Just it wasn't quick it. play the ball. He just went for it and they, they, they weren't low enough and, and that did him, you know. The uh, one shining light, and unfortunately he won't be there next year, is clearly Coltrane. He, he was fantastic. So he really and, was. Fuck, if Rapana just gets that pass a little bit higher, yeah, that last kick. He was. He was great. He, he's, he's a great Dave Taylor moment from Canberra Stadium. The rest of the team went in after finishing the warm up. He stayed out there for about two or three minutes, kicking field goals. Thirty-five from thirty-five out. Great man. Buried every single one of, of them. Of course he did. We will talk about what if it came down to to, a, to golden point. Would I would Dave trust Dave Taylor to kick a field goal over anybody else in that team. Just because you can quote me um, on that. So like now, obviously, Canberra not officially eliminated, but they need to win both their games and hope the Cowboys or Manly lose both of theirs, and the Dragons don't win both. On top of that, yeah. Mate, in the end, they don't deserve to be there anymore. No, they don't. No, they don't. You can't like you, you can't still, you can't lose this game. You and, can't. You can't lose this game. And the way nature they did, and some guys like Junior Paulo probably had his worst game of the season. Yeah. For example, and, and, big guys got to step yeah, up in these games. He does. He does. And I'm not blaming him for the loss at all. But Nick Kotrick had um, his first bad game. Well, I, I, he, I thought he still had good stuff, but he made more mistakes in this game than than in any other. Yeah. You know, like. I think he'd made seven errors all year going into this game, and then he made three yep. in this one. And it, in know? total, 15 errors from the Raiders, just yeah, not good just enough. Too and, many. and just real basic ones. I mean, yeah. Penrith weren't making yardage getting down to Canberra's end. Canberra mm. were letting him in their end, and, they, and that's how Penrith scored all their points. And yeah. the, this year, a lot like 2015, it's just the close losses that have killed them. I think they have eight losses by six points or less or something crazy like that. I believe there'll be positive aggression next year. I think they'll make the eight next year this, because yeah. on the back of this because teams just don't lose those close games every, every year. They're starting so. to remind me of sort of like those San Diego Chargers teams from around the mid-2000s and just beyond there where like they were so fun to watch and but you, they inexplicably... I think inexplicably, that, that's, a re- that's a really good comparison. Yeah, and it made no sense. Like, why are these teams... Why is this team not better? <laughs> yeah. What happened? It, yeah. It's a lot like that to me. Anyway. Who's um, your Philip Rivers? Who's yeah. got a million children? <sighs> Joey, Joey's got a lot of kids. He does. Does he wear a, oh, does he wear a bowler tie, though? <laughs> the, um, the only thing I... The last thing I'll say about the Raiders in this game, because we've already given them way too much time, is I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, they need to be smarter, they need to play more defensive-orienting, grinding-type football. But I, I don't think that's right. I think a t- like any team has to always play to their strengths. Mm-hmm. And while Canberra's in, like, option-taking late in the game and their defence, they can both certainly improve. They're never going to be the kind of team that wins 18-16. No, I think that's silly. Week, and I, that, you know? I can't remember who it was. Someone on Friday when the Warriors were playing was like, oh, they should try to play more like the Storm. And I'm they like, have yeah, been trying that. Exactly. And it's, it's, the it's only team that can play like the Storm is the Storm. And you maybe Parramatta a little bit. Yeah, you've got to play to the strengths well, of the squad you have. I yeah. didn't want to harp about the Warriors, but the point you raised there is the reason why they're not a great football side this yep, year. You can't play compete and complete football if you can't defend your goal. Yeah, like the Warriors have scored over 30 points once this year. The Warriors, they haven't cracked 20 points since yeah, the last was, game. I think with Sean the Warriors Johnson. and the team we're about to get to, Manly, both had like ridiculously high completion rates this week and they both got flogged. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, you talk about, yeah, grinding it out. I had someone mention to me, you know, they don't like the Broncos issue because they can't grind to win it. And it's like sometimes, like, you, sometimes I'm built for that. You know, no, a team exactly. featuring Anthony Milford and Cody Nicaragua in the halves is not built to kill you 12 like, 8. Shark, Sharks 2016 were built to grind teams out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, Ca- that, that Cowboys that style... 2015, South 2014, not so much. Yeah, 
but that's that style is is very conducive to success but it's not the only way to success that's you fine. know and i would rather canberra play to their strengths and lose than blindly follow some blindly ape some melbourne style that i know no. that they're ill suited you know, there's, there's to there's some know? teams who shouldn't uh, and who don't uh, don't excel in close games they're at their best when they put their foot on someone's like, throat and just keep it on there if being like, melbourne was easy everyone would be melbourne exactly but people keep saying oh you rugby- should try and be like melbourne no you shouldn't so all you have to do is get the best hooker to ever play rugby <laughs> yeah. league the thing, and maybe the things- the, and a top three coach all time and a very very good halfback and, and a really good fullback and, and, one, one of the, and, the and a and a like position changing fullback <laughs> and you're fine yeah. after that it's like just grind about yeah. <laughs> idiots uh, so, but that's 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 it for Canberra's season. I'd love it's it if you made it. Yeah, it would be so awesome. It'd be it'd be weird, wouldn't it? it, it would. It'd be strange. But hey, look, I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see Cowboys lose both their games. Penrith should beat the Dragons this week, and then you know all you need to do is win both. Your Are games. we going to yarn about Penrith? Uh, I mean. Well, said this was their best win. Is, yeah, yeah, look, you are giving it a little bit of credit, but there's still people online who are just like being completely dismissive of them. And they, they've won seven in a row. They've won nine of 11 since Moylan went into the halves, which I think has been the biggest catalyst for change in this team. And not that he played in all those games, but since they got Dylan Woods into that side. And since, I think that's more of a catalyst yes. than Moylan. So do I. Yes. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, gra- uh, a table that was floating around the internet that I feel like may have originated from Mitch's Broncos cartel. Yeah, it's great. Of the, the latter position that. of all the teams they've beaten. I did see that. You know, and I'm I'm not trying to discredit their winning streak at no. all because you can only beat the teams that are Correct. in front of you, and they've played good patches of footy in that streak. But, but I can't take them seriously no. as a sort of messianic dynastic yeah, sure. charge to the grand final until they beat a and, top. A but top the problem with that is they haven't had the chance to. Like so, as I said, since they got Edwards into that side and since Moreland moved to five eight, they've played eleven games. They won nine of them. The two they lost were a narrow loss to the Cowboys, who aren't particularly good. They're coming eighth. And an inexplicable thirty-point loss to Souths. They haven't played a team above seventh. I understand. They, can't, I under- they can't do anything else. I understand that, but they can still call it. Soft. But that doubt, that doubt, that <laughs> sure. doubt will remain until yeah, until fine. they beat And one I think of those the catalyst, by the way, is far more Dylan Edwards and Josh yep. Mansell than anything else. I remember talking about this early in the season that Mansell be missing more than people mm-hmm. realise, and it's not because wingers do everything; it's because they had no yardage without yep. him. Because Moreland wasn't a big ball no. returner. But Mansour and Dylan Edwards get them up the pitch. I think that, there's a, I think there's it. a lot of factors yeah. at play. I think those are both good points. I think yeah. Regan Campbell Gillard become like in maybe career best form has also obviously helped them a and lot. Yeah, it's Mansour's nine of eleven. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's that's yeah. that's to say that Mansour yeah. back, Edwards at fullback, and that since then they've been nine of eleven, which is you know phenomenal. Um, and as I said, they haven't played anyone good, but that's not their fault. They were working things out in the first half of the year, and they, they took a lot of L's when they were trying to sort of they work were, out who they, they were. They were working things out. What, what do you mean by that? Well, they were still persisting with things like Cartwright and the Haas, which was a doomed idea from the start. That made still the finals last year, you know what I mean? Like the, off-se- like the off-seasons for working things out. Yeah, Cartwright was like 10 of 12 yeah, and a half you, last year. Yeah, but that was... If you make the finals, if you get a top year, six finish, you shouldn't have to spend the first half of the year working it out. If you look back to last year, we constantly sort of questioned whether Cartwright's best position was 5'8", and I think we've been vindicated by what's happened this year. Have we? I think so. Absolutely, we have. I, I don't think he... Moylan's is... playing very well whenever he's been fit, and clearly he's been great. So I think you've you just gone too much on your positive Moylan trying to say he's playing very well. Said... He wasn't anything good they did this game either. No, no, he, 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 didn't, he did not do very well. He hasn't had a all. hand in a try in six weeks, I believe. Not a line break, not a try, it's just not a try in six weeks. Well, I don't think he's fit. Yeah, in, in fairness, so he's not playing fairness, this week. So. But that's it. Don't try and credit him for the performance. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not. not. I'm saying that since they moved him out of fullback mm. into the halves, and that a large part of that is because Dylan Woods has been really, really good. Mm. I'm not 
doing. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a gronk here and say, oh, Matt Moylan. I'm not doing a joke. I'm not doing a yeah. bit where I sit here and say, oh, Matt Moylan's the the architect. He's the reason that they're. You say he's the architect a lot, though. I do. It's 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 it's, it's a it's, thing. It's a bit. No, Edward, <laughs> Mitch. Uh, no, Dale called me the architect last week. It's the proudest moment of my life. Um, but look, I'm not trying to put all the praise on him. I'm saying a lot of things have developed over the last three months for them. And they can't control who they've played in that time. And to just dismiss them because the teams they've beaten aren't particularly high. I'm not dismissing them. I know you're not, but a lot of people are. I'm not just talking about you two. I don't know how that's unfair, though. Because you, as as Campo just said, you can only beat what's in front of you. And your your boys have only beaten one team in the top eight since round ten or something. Yes, we've also beaten them before that. They haven't beaten top eight sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's like that's that's and Brisbane have been like crushing them too. Like yeah. They're not. They're not scraping past. We put fifty four nil on the Tigers, yeah. a team that Penrith needed an offside intercept to beat. Yeah, and know? and Penrith like, I'm not. I'm not going to say Penrith has just been garbage the whole time, but they're not putting together an eighty minute performance to beat. The record, these, I to don't beat think they're going teams. to win the fo- win the win the comp. I probably, I think they might jag a win in week one of the finals, and then we'll see them. We'll see them. The get correct out in answer week two. where Penrith but, are is in between the people blowing smoke up their ass, in between people doing it the other way. But it's not like there's people who think they're better than they are, so they're going to compete okay, with Melbourne. Like, apart from like but people like, on Fox shows mm-hmm. and Penrith fans, I don't see anyone. I don't see these people that you see that are blowing smoke up their ass. We see the this, Fox Sports crew and the, Pan- well, and the Panther fans, and that's yeah, it. And the and media. That, but, well, Panthers fans don't count because they're just being biased towards their own team, and that's fine. We're all biased towards our own team. So apart from a couple of people on on. You know, on the Fox preview shows who get carried away. I don't see any fans blowing smoke up this team's ass. And I really think there's still people on the lot. Wagon, there's man. not many there of them, is. mate. I mean, we, 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 we run in the same circles on, on, on social media. Exactly. I see the same things you do, and I do not see very much praise for Penrith at any times. Mm. Doesn't mean there's not that people blowing smoke up their ass, man. They have more clout than the bloody the three blokes behind their keyboard at home. More clout than I do. Who? Oh, the people on the television. Yeah, yeah sure. But, you know, you can always count on... The, the hot take merchants that we've often yeah. derided for being hot take merchants. As ever, the, le- the lesson is get as far away from the hot takes on either side yeah. and then you get close yeah, to the Yeah, it's in the middle there somewhere. <laughs> is that there are four football teams that will beat teams that don't turn up. Can I... What? what, what uh, there is player talent that exceeds poor game strategy. Yeah, sure. And they win football Sometimes games. talent just wins. Yeah. What if we see week two of the finals? Penrith, Brisbane. We'd have to lose the first week. Yeah, that's fine. You could lose in the first week. We get to crush them. That'd be great. That'd be funny. Can we make a bet on that game? Of course. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so scared of Penrith. No, it's not that. But we'll, we'll get to that in a few weeks when it happens. I just think people are being a little bit too unfair. When it happens, them. God. <laughs> what, you think it's beyond the realms of possibility that Penrith can make a week two Come on, we've spent enough time on this. Let's go. Yeah, sorry. All right, last game of the round. Canterbury 30, Manly 16. Uh, can't say I saw this coming, but... At the same time, when someone asked me on Sunday, are we going to bet on Manly today? I said, I don't bet on Manly because they are the most unreadable team in the comp. I was 10,000 beers deep. i got no idea what happened in this game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were doing... I was pissed as a chook. Yeah. Uh, the Bulldogs scored more points than they have in any game this year. They're gonna, um, they might catch Hazem now. They might, unfortunately. <laughs> this was a bizarre game. I think at one point, Manly had completed all but one of their sets and it was the 60th minute and they were getting flogged. It was weird. Really weird game. The dogs looked a bit like 2015 again. Mm. Things were just happening. Like Josh, Josh Morris was doing things. I loved that. I, through my through my despairing beery gaze, I did see Josh Morris putting a couple of grown man moves on Dylan Walker, <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I loved the Morris boys turning up one more time before Des tries to ship him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> They've got like Josh has got nothing left but a lot of old man cunning, and he made it work. Loved it. Yeah, Manly sit in this weird spot that in the preseason nobody rated them. But then they played so well, people started thinking they were a contender. Now it's almost like coming eighth to be disappointing, seven or eight. But 
if you're a Manly fan, you should probably be really happy with this season either way. Like, yeah. There is still a really flawed football side, but there's so many good signs for some of these players that you can build, build a platform. Barring disaster, you should make the finals. Although, in saying that, they play the Warriors in New Zealand with Johnson back. Yeah. So who knows? They might turn that's up a, for a that's week. A tri- that's a tricky game. And then in the last week, that, but they, play, uh, they play Penrith in the last week, who, will, who could be playing for to, to earn themselves a home final. Yeah. Or actually, if, they, if Penrith lose this week, that's a, that's a game to stay in the eight. So, you know. It's possible. Look, I, I would back them in both those games. I'd back them against Penrith because they're at Brookie. Same. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to be concerned. You have to be concerned about dropping a game to the Tigers where they were well in control and they then dropping this game. Absolutely dropping this game to a, games in the last few weeks. To, right, a, the to, a Bulldogs, to a Bulldogs team. 30, they might be one of the worst attacking teams I've ever seen in my 30 life. 30 to the Dogs, 50 to the Dragons, 44 to the yeah. Storm, whatever it was. Like, oof. Lost to that Tigers team in a game they never should have lost. But Brian Brian Kelly is a player I got a lot of time for, but, but he had an absolute Barney. Doesn't in care line. for defending. He's he's not here for that. You can see why he's been in reserve over the last few weeks. Absolutely, he's a great hole runner and good in attack, but they found him out all day. Yeah, and sticking him on an edge with Matthew Wright, you're just asking to get punished. Yeah. And the other end, you know, Dylan Walker and Akuli Arte aren't exactly great defenders. No, no, not noted ones anyway. No, but. Uh, yeah, it's good to see those guys play well. I thought Moses and Bayer had another decent game. And Michael Lysha had an okay game too. So that, that, was, that was a rarity. And then it was announced today that he's leaving. That's been yeah. in the water for a while. But it's just interesting time. He probably has his best game of the year. And then the next day, it's uh, see you, mate. Here's a yeah. take. I reckon Michael Lysha, no matter what club he goes to, I think he could be a valuable contributor somewhere. I agree. I think there's there's still a lot of ability there that Des has just tried to beat out of there's him. There's a 30-minute impact running hooker role yeah. that he will go into and flourish. He took the ball, the line on 12 times in this game and he looked better for it. And then if he goes somewhere like Newcastle and does a 30 minutes, Danny Levi doesn't, he'll be pretty good. He'll be a great asset for them, I feel. But yeah. Did you guys yeah. see the um, Rennie Matua, Willie Mason video uh, that got dropped, I think, last week? I can't Without, say I did. You didn't? Well, what was interesting about it is that Mason said that when he left Manly, he met with the dogs to uh, see how amicable they were about him coming back there for a year, just for one last year. And he met with Des and he said that Des had binders and binders and binders filled with stats on every single player in the competition. Stats he'd invented himself, stats that he'd gotten his computer people to spit out. And he had every every applicable number you can possibly imagine about Mason dating back to his to the very start of his career. And according to these stats and these metrics that he'd put together, the best front rower in the competition was Aidan Tolman. And Willie Mason said, I'm 35 years old and no disrespect, I'd still dust Aidan Tolman. <laughs> So I guess what's interesting is while Canterbury did have this win, if I was a Dogs fan, I would almost be a little bit concerned that it would have that's bought Des more bizarre. time. Because I really think he's, he's run that's, his course That's a there. classic example. It's like when um, ESPN first tro- rolled out their QBR formula and uh, Charlie Batch had a game where he threw three touchdowns and two interceptions and he, got a, he was the only person ever to get a perfect QBR in a game where he threw two picks. Yeah, see, and it's like, some, you can have all the fancy formulas you want, but sometimes your formulas are wrong. Well, you, it sounds like gotta, whatever Des is doing. You've got you to gotta find that happy medium between and you did have it at one point. analytics and, and the eye test and the feel yeah, for it. Obviously, all three of us are very much team, team stats, except Mitch. He doesn't really care for them. But, um, like, yeah, you, you're right. Well, it's still Some people forget when they think I'm a stats guy that video is half of being a stats guy. No. Analytics is half. Like, being an analyst, it's half video, half stats. Maybe even more than half video. People forget that. But I can't be out there clipping up video sessions on Twitter. I can put stats on Twitter. You know, that's how it works. But If you want to put more Sui Matangi kickoff returns, on Twitter I'm I am that. here for that yeah. content but um, 
Yeah, I can't. But that's it. You know, Des has found some really good gaps in the game. He did for a while from using stats. He he got his forward passing from that. He found something like that. But you know, things can go too far in any way. You can go too far the other way and ignore them completely. Yeah. And it just feels like he's gone too far one way with them. And uh, it's end up with a team where you can all see he's underperforming what their paychecks are. But yeah, and also having said that, good win, fellas. Happy for you. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Oh, Doggies fans, you got one. You got one nice win of the season. Yeah. You hate Manly, and you got to win. Yeah, take it. Got to love wins. Oh, Ben Hunter sunken with disappointment. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, just a quick one for this week, uh, the Wallabies. Oh, God. Not them. <laughs> it's not? It's Josh Dugan. Oh, okay. Yep. We missed it. I missed play it, playing it earlier, but it's Josh Dugan. Drop bomb one try at, at our end and then let that easy try on in the other end. Responsible for a minus 12. At, pretty uh, much killed in, in the, the space of five minutes. Early. Yeah, he, he's a contender. I think the Wallabies have to be a contender as well. I'm a contender. For um, I knocked a full pint on. Um, oh, poor, yeah, on poor, poor old, on poor old Not Dave. Not just a skewy. No, a pint. Yeah, it oh, was right. hefty. I was, I was talking about something, and I can't remember what it was, but I was very passionate about whatever I was speaking about. That was Play, most flailing wildly. Yes, hundred percent. We the, there was like six people drinking in Canberra, and, and Campo was the only drunk one. That oh, night. <laughs> that was, I was that yelling and screaming and waving my arms and all that, and it just knocked it right onto him. So it, it was, it's a handling display that Jack Whiten would be ashamed of. <laughs> Mm. You know what I mean? It was it was really bad. Sorry, Dave. Cheers for coming out, Dave. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, Simi Renrandra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Redradra. News. Uh, Neil Henry gone. King State King. Jared Hayne undefeated against coaches <laughs> for his career. What a hit list. What a hit man. Mate. Best knife man in the game. Oh. Great axe man. He's got all. Not since Jack the Ripper have we seen such a good such a good bladesman. George R. R. couldn't write this character. Could not. I'm telling you. He'd be too he'd be he'd be too much. Even Littlefinger would be like, uh oh. <laughs> Come on, man, reel it in. <laughs> but yeah, um <laughs> okay. it's a joke. Alright, two things. One Jared Haynes' behaviour has been largely atrocious, but to this narrative that Neil Henry is a like great coach that's been hard done by also needs to stop. Because I think the correct the correct take on Neil Henry is that he is a good coach that can steer you to about sixth. I think that's about his ceiling. But then he can't push you over. You the are top. correct because I mean, he's coached for ten years and never made top four. He's made the so, finals. Well, he made the finals. Five won times, one finals game. Yeah, five five top eights in ten years, zero top fours, one finals. One finals win. game with Thurston. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the, to a, me is the most that, egregious part. You had five years of Jonathan Thurston. You made the finals three times, never finishing higher than fifth, and you won one finals game. I, I, I feel for Tigers, sorry Titans fans, because actually we really got behind. Hold up, that hold club up, is, hold no. up. You feel for Titans fans? Yeah, I don't hate them. I hate the club. Oh, okay. So I can feel sorry for fans. I feel for them. They got behind this. How vision. do you feel about Penrith fans? Sorry, no, I hate those two. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole thing. It's a whole other thing. <laughs> but, uh, Titans fans, like you know, you bought into the vision last year. You finally had a club you were proud of in terms of how they played football and applied themselves, and it fell apart in you know a matter of months. It, it's gone, but you feel that ethos is gone, and you seem to be back. It feels like you've got Searle back in charge now. Yes. You know, with the, with the decisions you've made, and 
You've backed a player in and player power in over a guy who's not going to be there is, past next year. Is that a numbers thing, though, just because it would cost them less to get rid of Henry than it would to get rid of Hayne? Well, I think we'd all be stunned if Hayne stays there past next year. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it just has not been a good fit at that club at all. I mean, obviously, we're not, you don't need me to tell you that. It's been a disaster. Yeah. Um, I think, in the end, though, if, if you don't want to back players, if Ash Taylor said to the club, if you get rid of Neil Henry, I'll stay, yeah. or similar... They got to do it. Well, that's it. They have to but do. If Kane, you said it. You're like Kane. He yeah. tried. He just lagged. And me too. He said in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Out of here. Yeah, Ty- Tyrone Roberts and, and uh, Kane Elgy. You just backing Ash Taylor as he yeah. comes in. There yeah. is flavour, flavour. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Ash Taylor said, keep him, keep him, or I'm gone. And they, yeah. yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> but um, what do yeah. we think for replacements? I think Tony Kevin- Don player coach. Well, of course. Like, I, mean, I assume he already runs the club under an <laughs> alias of some manner. I think I spoke to you about this last week. But I think Kevy Walters is going to be chased hard. Well, there's been there's been it's some been news coming out so- from the Career Mail tonight that Kevy Walters wants the job and cool. he's the number one contender as far been, as the um, Titans. Can I saw some names. Yeah. Garth Brennan's name came up, but I but mean, I his think, name seems to come up. But quite I think a lot. if Kevy wants the job, yeah. Kevy's going to get the job. And there's going to be another big move to Queensland, and you'll all see when it happens. But if he if there's going to be someone to make a big play in that Queensland job, and it's going to be surprise a lot of people. And uh, yeah, Kevy Walters will go to the Titans. Yeah, and, and I actually, I actually think if their ultimate goal is keeping Ash Taylor, which it absolutely should be, yep. Walters, he's not the worst choice in the world. He's not. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's very, he is very much a player's, players coach. coach. Yeah, like absolutely. I think he will give him pretty much run of the place, and that might torpedo them in the long run. But they, they have to keep Taylor. They just have to. You know, it's going to be very interesting because Kevy was a guy who couldn't land a first grade job. I think he went for this one when he, he, he did. went for it. He did, and he applied for the Cowboys job when Paul Green Cowboys got as well. missed at the Knights, missed the Tigers. So he had gone for a couple, and no one took the punt on him, and he went to Queensland. And obviously, it's hard to judge a rep coach. Yeah, but. He, he did a good job this season when he turned that squad over. And mm-hmm. if he's a good player motivator, maybe he'll do something to the Titans. Yeah, and but, you know. I think it's important now that the Titans have to get a bit of goodwill back. Yep. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. And Queensland origin coach and I think will help with that. And it'll help that he's an affable bloke out, as well. You know? I mean, he's likable, he's quotable, all that sort of outside stuff. Outside of the Bennett's, Bellinies, to a lesser extent, the Haslers, Maguire's, Robinsons of the world, the master strategists. A lot of, so much... It's it's almost the most important thing just to have a guy that's a good man motivator and Walters will surely do that at the yeah, very least. Absolutely. Well and I know it's a it's a cliche, but the guy's won six premierships and knows what a premiership team feels like at least. Mm-hmm. You know, and he also has been in the media, he works in yeah. the media, and whilst he's not the most eloquent bloke around, he understands the media cycle and might be able to ha- handle that side a little better than yeah. Neil Henry did. And he was a six, very successful assistant for a couple of Brisbane or for yeah. one Brisbane premiership team and a couple down in Melbourne. Yeah. I think the, the only club experience he's had as a head coach was for Catalan Dragons, which, oh my, can you guys imagine what it would be like? Correct. Kevy Walters coaching a bunch of French dudes. <laughs> Only how, a 37% how, how did, win percentage, but they were pretty shit. That, that how did anyone think that was a good idea? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think there's, in terms of Walters as their coach, I think the positives outweigh the negatives. Well, in terms of who to punt on, because I mean, there's not yeah. someone sitting out there that's screaming out that he's a leading, leading yeah. contender. It's not the worst punt. Absolutely. Yeah. You and, know? A, and as you said, who better to mentor Ash Taylor than a... Very, maybe one of the winningest halfbacks to ever live. So. Yeah, certainly one of the you know top ten halves of the last twenty years. Yeah, you know Kevy Walters. So not the worst appointment in that regard. And no. If that, like I said, if it keeps Ash Taylor, you've made the right call. 100%. Absolutely. And that, yeah. that, yeah, you're right. That's priority one. Okay, Billy Slater says winning a comp will not affect whether he retires or not. Yeah, he's lying. It will. I think he's telling a big <laughs> lie. Yeah, mate. It definitely will affect it. But he's playing too good, man. He'll play it like he's killing it. I can't. We we've been there this many times. I can't believe the form he's back in. I don't think he'll retire this year. Come back, comeback player of the decade, William Slater. Uh, players threaten a Dalliem slash World Cup boycott over this pay war, Campo. How do you feel? 
Oh, I just hope it doesn't happen. I'll yep. be filthy if they boycott the World Cup. I'll tell you who's already, uh, already throwing a lot of money on PNG to win the World Cup because he's expecting a boycott. This guy right here. Good well, those players, did you know so the Scottish players? Wouldn't, wouldn't do you know the Scottish England, players are also? Wouldn't England just come down and destroy no, no, everybody? No, no, no. But did you know um, Scotland are apparently also doing a boycott? No, that makes me really upset. I love the yeah. brave hearts. Yeah, so Cam- this is going to be my last chance to watch Danny Bruff play for Scotland. Are you serious? Campbell Graham double boycott, which means he gets to play. That's how it works. <laughs> they cancel out. No, I, I, I don't know how close a deal is to being done. Like, I'm not dialed in on any of this sort of stuff, but I, just, I, really, I really just hope it gets sorted soon. Mate, you know? it's, it's a grub act to boycott the World Cup for the NRL. It doesn't hurt the NRL's pocket. I don't NRL fund a lot of it, but it's RLIF that run that competition. It would be very, very disappointing if something like that happened. And it's in Australia, too. Yeah, it'd be real. And, I mean, real, real and I'm planning to go sport. to, like, heaps of games. So yeah. please don't boycott it. Don't. Yeah, maybe you'll get a call-up. Oh, mate. <laughs> They've been oh mate, Australia's been desperate for a for a play with my short kicking game. It's quite venomous. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, Matt Moylan hamstring injury could be out for the net last two weeks of the regular season. Which you know, if they lose both their games, they could miss the finals. So that's. What I thought was interesting was in the statement Penrith released today, they said he'd be out for at least two mm. weeks. They've managed his poorly, by the way. Well, yeah, hamstrings they, they are, hamstrings are tricky. Our friend NRL physio has opened our eyes to how tricky hamstrings are and how easy it is for an injury to reoccur. We've seen plenty of guys have it for a long time, though. Like Kieran Foran recurrences, Trent Hawkinson recurrences. Luke Brooks. Been, yeah, been plenty of guys, halves as well, who've gone through this and it keeps happening. And they probably should have erred on the side of caution. But I guess when you're chasing finals, it's hard to do that. But Tyro may have been pretty good when he's played. Yeah, exactly. And if this does free up Cleary a little bit like it did early in the season, you know, they, they should still be okay. You know, I'm not yeah. think, I'm not, I don't think they'll collapse and miss the finals. Or, no, no, I think no. Tyro may will do Look, it. I think they could lose both and still get in because I don't think the Cowboys are going to win two yeah. games. No, I think that 30 points is enough this year. It should be. Um, and uh, speaking of hamstrings, Bevan French also, same boat. He's probably not as essential to no. Parramatta as Big a lot Billy of people Smith might think did he okay is. This week. But at the same time, Will Smith has kind of a limited ceiling as a contributor for this yeah, team. People yeah. overlook- scored a wonder try this week. Yeah, he people did. overlooking into that though. He had t- he scored two nice tries against teams giving up on their season. The career walk long of Will Smith <laughs> is an average. This backup. is a team that let Angus Crichton score a hat trick of long range tries. Yes. So, so this is a, this is a player who's been a career average backup. He's okay. You don't complain when it's your third choice fullback, but you're yeah. not exactly filled with pep that he's playing for your football it's, side. I'm still sad that Gutho's not playing for this team. They could have actually made a run in September. Anyway, Nathaniel Roach leg injury, so who knows? Yeah, that, that's there, the worry. Sitting in a weird, weird situation with him, they they want to make the move to Roach from Luke. It looks like, and I yeah. don't think Isaac Luke's going to sit on the bench for thirty minutes all next season. No, well, I think if you're not playing Isaac Luke, if you're not starting him, don't play him because don't come, don't have him coming off the bench because he just won't give a shit. Like yeah. he just he'll turn it right up, you know. Yeah, so I don't know if he gets shipped back over here or somewhere else. But if Roach is their guy, they probably shouldn't have Isaac Luke around anymore. Yep. Uh, big signing news, Campo. Joe Wardle's gone to Castleford. I like it. I've actually liked what Joe Wardle's been putting down a little bit really? this year. No, I have. I haven't minded it. Night fans, night fans can't stand him, man. Really? Yeah, they all can't wait to get Talk rid to of Harry him. Harry Ramage about Joe Wardle, Campo. Oh, I shan't then if I'm if I'm staunchly <laughs> Joe Wardle. He'll have he'll have words. Well, he's he, he's well, he's definitely watched him closer than I have. So maybe yeah. I'm just seeing it wrong. But yeah. I don't mind him. At, I don't mind him at Cass. Um, you know, there's been a wait. few there's been a few players who have struggled in the NRL and then have gone over and. Played for Cass and really killed it. Like Greg Eden this year. Oh, he's scored 73 He's lighting worlds on fire. We've said it's you know? always smart to bring a player who's come over here generally because they're in a better system for a year. Absolutely. Learn a lot and they'll go back. Yep. They've got a transfer fee for him, so they've got to be happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Tyrrell to be released by Souths. <laughs> How long you want to go on that? Good night, sweet prince. 
Um, and Michael Archer also being released. A bunch of a few other guys being released as well. But no, I, th- I thought you would have reveled in the Dave Tyrrell release. So, so when he released, is he? It's end of his contract. Or is he getting actually, actually getting released? Sorry, they're they're not yeah. retaining him. I ah. say. Well, Why would I revel in that? He's a starting grand final winning prop. Well, because he's pretty bad. Whoa, Superman. Whoa, okay. exactly. thank you. You don't get those nicknames. You don't super in them. <laughs> You can't just give it's your, there in the name. You can't just yeah. it's there in the name. You can't just give yourself nicknames. Oh, that reminded me of fake news in last week's podcast. Super League averages without Broncos oh, higher yeah, than ARL averages. I, I apologize. I was incorrect. Yep. The, um, one thing I want to mention there: we spoke about Isaac Luke. Is he the Kiwis hooker this World Cup? Yes. Ooh. Is Danny Levi on the bench playing significant minutes? I think Danny Levi is on the bench playing thirty to thirty-five minutes because Isaac Luke still has good footy in him, and he has played. He's played good footy this year. I agree. Not that long ago, maybe maybe about a month ago, but he yeah. doesn't have eighty in him at the moment. Yeah, I agree with that. Not take, with his current actually. fitness levels. So um, maybe you play, maybe you start Luke and then bring Levi on, or you start Levi and then give Luke fifty straight or something like that. But I think he still has something to offer. And I really like the idea of that one-two punch with Levi and Luke. I, I, I agree with that take. It's a bit different at club level when you're trying to move on for your club's future. It's a World Cup. You've only got, you only got the players for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. You play your best hooker and then Absolutely. And play Danny Levi off the, off the bench there. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jared Warehouse could be in trouble for an elbow. Could be. He is, He's, isn't he? Yep. No, he got one. Uh, nothing. Oh, it's done? One game, really? or was it no game? It looked bad at the time when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of those ones that I thought it was intentional. Yeah. You know where the guy is. People try to act like it's not, but you know, I can see, if you stand straight and put your elbow up, you can see behind your elbow. Yeah, he throws the elbow a little bit as well. Yeah. I'm quite surprised he didn't get suspended Mate, for you that. see that action in football, more in soccer a lot, right? And when yep. guys do it, it's on purpose. And yeah. it's the same kind of thing. Elbow out like there, he knew where the guy was, did it on purpose, yep. and... You know, and uh, it's, just, it's just Manu Ma- It's just the sort of player he is. You yeah, know, yeah. Manu Ma- who miss, will miss a couple of weeks for a shoulder charge, as yeah. we talked about before. Did Tamalolo not get done? He didn't get done. Did he? Didn't That's quite staggering. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Um, I'm oh, sorry. Go. Uh, is that? Yeah, I was just going to pick next week's games before yeah. we do questions. All right, uh, Thursday night, uh, Brisbane, Parramatta. I'll take Brisbane, Parramatta. Too many trips out. I'll go Brisbane as well, but I think Parramatta will be competitive. You well, who's been 13 plus like an hour ago? You can still win by more than 13 and have the other team be competitive. Uh, I, you don't. <laughs> that little ooh indicates that you don't agree with me and you think I'm an idiot. But it's uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. I don't think you're an idiot. Yeah, you do. I absolutely do not. <laughs> I'm going to abstain from picking the games this week. <laughs> I love this. He's in a tight tipping comp and he, the person who's in second listens to this show, so he doesn't No, he's in first. I'm one oh, point he... behind. <laughs> I, t- I told Mr. Surely, then this is the opportunity to use this for some misdirection. That's what I said. But like, you probably misdirected me. You're your not tips. certain on a tip yet. Oh. <laughs> misdirected myself. Mate. Oh, yeah. That's in that case. Uh, well, if, you're, if, you're not certain, <laughs> then, if you're not certain, then what's the difference? Uh, picking Parramatta. Uh, okay. Raiders, Knights. Uh, Newcastle. <laughs> I, I, I don't know I don't I'll know the Raiders well, they, Canberra, they're, they're technically still in the hunt Canberra, so. have always, Canberra struggled over the, the Knights that's true the last they'll be pissed years. off after last week I think. will they or will they just be listless like I was after full time oh, I, I, hate, Sunday, I hate Sunday, seeing you like this Sunday afternoon I would have picked the Knights if Brock Lamb was playing alright I night, would have considered Friday it. Night Football how did this happen 7.50pm West Tigers Cowboys Campbelltown Stadium give me Los Tigres they're going to win this 2-5-6-0 seat down forever they'll get Boom. it done Abstaining. All right. I yep. plead the fifth. Okay. <laughs> 3 p.m. Uh, I probably won't watch this. Gold Coast Titans, Canterbury Bulldogs. I am intentionally going to watch a go- set game of second tier football instead of this one because I know this one's going to be so bad. I'm going to plead the fifth. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> and give watch sh- it. I don't care. <laughs> Titans. Uh, 5.30 p.m. Storm, South Sydney, Amy Park. I would have picked South if Alex Johnson was playing, but he's not. <laughs> so I'm going to pick the Storm. I'm going to pick the team with the better fullback, so South. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you make me you make me laugh, Matthew. <laughs> Melbourne and Melbourne by plenty. I don't like uh, Robert Jennings coming back in on the wing. I don't like that at all. It's two either. fresh centre wing combinations. I think Melbourne going to feast on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, game of the round, Shark Park, 7.30pm, Cronulla, Sydney Roosters. I'm leaning the Sharks, but only because they're at home. I've I've flip-flopped on this game a few times already this week. I can't pick this week. game either, but I, I will go the Sharks by a couple. Not many, if any. Abstain? What are you doing? Uh, I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> 2pm Sunday, Manly uh, at Auckland against the Warriors. I'm going Manly, but again, this is a tricky one. Like this, It wouldn't surprise me if they slipped up. SJ did a couple of crazy Sean things Johnson's and they back. come and get him. I think they might randomly fire up for a game. Abstaining. Yep. Yeah, great. And last game of the round, Penrith Dragons, 4pm Penrith. I'm going to take Penrith. You have to at least do your spite tip. I'm going to take Dragons. There you go. I'm going, I'm, going to, I'm going to go Penrith, but I do think this will require, if not an 80-minute performance, something close to it, you know, because the Dragons will be... That pack doesn't go away. Exactly. You know, and they will be desperate because this is their season right here. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have a of questions. Question time. Manic P25. Josh Dugan is just the worst. Discuss. Not really a question, but uh, Kevo? 2010 Josh Dugan was the best Josh Dugan. Mm, let's, yes. get that, let's get that right on, out no, of the front street. Rooftop Cruiser Josh Dugan was the best Josh Dugan. I, was, um, I remember when he signed for the Broncos and he, he scored that, screwed that deal up. I was devastated. And three weeks later, I didn't care anymore. Was <laughs> that for calling a fan names on Instagram? Yeah, yes. he had like a social media clause in the contract and broke it like the day after. <laughs> I think he somehow broke it before he signed the contract. That was what it was, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and he, fo- he follows up again, Matty does, with contest to save your life. What do you pick? A what, sorry? A contest to save your life. Well, I'm going to read the examples for you. The, okay. the three contest options. Oh, we've got options. Do you pick an ED competition versus George Rose? A 40-minute sprint against Luke Lewis or a high jump versus Josh Mansour? Is Luke Lewis taking an intercept at the start of the 40 metres? I don't think so. I'm I'm taking the eating contest against George Rose. So am I. Yep. I'm watching Luke Lewis run 40 metres and dying happy. Yeah. Because, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you watch, you watch like eating contests and never big dudes like him. Like, Depending Co- on the- like Kobayashi. Yeah. You're the Japanese watch- Superman that yeah. once got in a hot dog Joey eating comp- contest with a bear. That's right. Did he, he win? He lost. Oh. Um, it was a Kodiak bear. I think, it defeated yeah, him. You, you just pick a food that George Rose doesn't like. and then you. Pick, oh, actually, I'll challenge George Rose to a broccoli eating contest any day, and I'll win. I don't know, man. You really want to be around for the fallout after you win that? No. Big George cracking him off. <laughs> I'm not here for that content. <laughs> good, good point, well, mate. Uh, also, yeah, that's, I'm eating. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Ando asks us, how was the milk situation at Bruce Stadium? Mate, I'm not going to lie to you. It was absolutely fucked. I didn't get a didn't get a milk. Didn't get a drop of milk. Didn't get a drop. Was Only it? one entrance. They were giving them out at the other end of the stadium. Joke. Are they giving out white like regular milk or green milk? No, they were giving milk. out a brand new choc mint flavor that they were bringing in. My real concern with that bottle is that it, the choc mint flavor it's not green. Oh well, I'm out. It's not green liquid. Put some dye in there. Oak, Oak brought out a blue milk today. I was going to bring some, but then I just, it wasn't at 7-Eleven yet. In, in, in hindsight, not getting the milk at the start was a harbinger of things to come. It was. You know, we should have just left then and there. The, the bet I want to make with you for a Panthers Broncos final involves Oak Plus, by the way, because that's on their jersey. Well, I don't. What's bad about Oak Plus? No, we'll, you you wait. They're not going to play us in the second week of the finals anyway. Okay. Uh, Benny like DTD, a desperate man. How would you feel about a two tiered competition with ten teams each division? Bottom two relegated, top two promoted. No, he's, he's not. 
pro it. He just wants to hear our thoughts. Uh, on I hate it because uh, we don't need relegation. I hate it because I know what Sydney football, sorry, sports fans are like. Mm. Yeah, exactly. A team gets relegated, they'll never get a fan, fan through the gates again. Dies. You know, I, I don't think promotion and relegation works in this country. It doesn't. I agree. Uh, Eddie NZ. Mm. Could a best of three final series ever work in the NRL? No. No, it's just like... Do you guys remember, I think six or seven years ago, when the AFL had a drawn grand final and then had another game and hilarious. it was just weird? Like, it was so dumb. What a it, ridiculous... It's a, it's, what it's an a, absurd sport. Yeah, it's a good concept for American sport. I don't think it would translate No, well, it's here. a good concept for sports that don't require you like beat the shit out of your body. Yeah, over NFL, like, again, is playing... No, exactly. hockey, imagine hockey imagine does, a Super Bowl being a best of three. That'd be insane. But the ho- hockey does best of seven? Yeah, but again, they, they, they're heavily padded up and the guys only play like 10 or 15 cr- minutes. It's, cracked, no, it's nowhere like, near as... Yeah. It's nowhere near as high impact as rugby league, mate. No And near. you're not diving at someone's knees like you're yeah, in NFL. Yeah, no, true. Frankie just asks... Campo, give me a wild conspiracy theory. Francis has just gone off the deep end, man. He loves conspiracy theories and digging through the internet for like the you know the most fertile pockets of lunacy. Yeah, okay. and he sends them to me, and I don't like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a warning, Frankie. <laughs> uh, and, okay, so your response is Buzz Aldrin about something. Oh, that's a reference to a joke earlier in the day. Okay, okay scroll through the it. timeline if you want that gold content. Okay, Pete Fulcher says, how many tries you should get you off the Nudie run? Asiata has four, does he get off? What? It's one. What are you talking about? No, try assists. Oh. Well, there, no. no. You've got to score a try. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. There's no, tr- don't be a nerd. No. <laughs> tries is not the run. Well, Asiata's <laughs> the swinging dick at the Cowboys. If he decides he's going to do the Nudie run, he's just going to do it, you yeah, know? He runs it. that town. Uh, Shutter 86, how many years does Hook get re-signed for now that finals are pretty much locked in? Five. Year plan. I think a long time. Gus really rates him. Yeah, like sign him up. It'd be enjoyable. <laughs> uh, Jake White, sixteen. Does Brody Croft already have a mortal status? God damn it, Jake! And what does Bungard think of his glorious hair? Um, I like Brody Croft a lot. Whether it's whether it's whether it's just because he has nice hair, I don't know. But um, it it helps. It helps. Uh, Pete Fulcher, which is the best group of players that share the same last name but are not related? But it, it's oh. got to be the Smiths, don't they? I like the Lee brothers, though, even though they're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I like telling people they're brothers, and people kind of believe it for some reason. It's, it's got to be the various Smiths across, yeah. you know, the rugby league universe. A boring uh, answer, I think but that's correct, the correct right. answer. Considering Jason and Darren separately were fantastic, just combine them with another Smith. Yeah. Combine them with someone else. Uh, Simo says. Seeing as one coach doesn't work for the Titans, how about a coaching committee of Ivan Henjak, Andrew McFadden, and Jason Taylor? That's, I like it a lot. I, I think it seems fraught with peril. <laughs> really? Really? It's a yes. bit much. Well, I like it. It's only the second worst take I've ever heard from Simo, though. Oh, he's, no, he asked, the, he asked the question with the worst one. It's coming. Oh, yeah, it's coming. There's, there's, there's some I of the saw it. I was glad that I'm, you were here so we can both call him I'm a I'm looking forward together. to it. So um, at underscore Matt Coleman responded to this conspiracy theory saying, Stevie Wonder isn't blind, but we all knew that. There you go. I, okay. am de- I have seen this conspiracy theory. I'm not sure I'm, if I'm down with it, but there is some compelling evidence. There's some funny. There's some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking he's at either, a lot he's of either, he's either able to see. Time. He's either able to see or a very nimble blind man. Yeah. <laughs> a nimble blind man. <laughs> Brady Croft is a very handsome man. Okay, and uh, Frankie's back. On what? On what their current teams are paying them, and in current form, would you prefer Isaac Luke or Robbie Farah? Uh, Isaac Luke. Isaac Luke, because he's actually played good rugby league this year. Yeah. Ouch. Um, Simo again Yes Here it comes <laughs> How do people seriously think Izzy Flower was a better athlete Than Carmichael Hunt When Hunt was better Player on the NRL and AFL Do you want to go first question. Or should I well, you, can't, you can't dispute the AFL part well, We don't care yeah. um, Do you want to go first Or do you want me to go first <laughs> Simo's just a dope like, You yeah. can say whatever you want yeah, it's, it's just the it's truth You are a fool 
please, please never ask us a question again. This is an absurd take. If you think, if you are, if you are a non-Broncos, like if you, I understand Broncos fans are Gronks, but actually, no, Falau played for the Broncos as well, so there's no excuse for this. Like, no, but, well, that's if you think Carl Michael Hunt was better at rugby league than Israel Falau. Spine hand player. in your fandom and go and watch a different sport because you're player. a fucking moron. Spine I, player. I can't take any of Simo's Carmichael Hunt takes seriously. So then I cannot, I cannot analyse this this comparison. It's a nonsense. I think it's they're afraid Simo. They're afraid of the truth. Of- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> some Christ. people just have, have, haven't got I a I bet Simo's got some wild Broncos conspiracy That's theories a good that he's there. cooking up, up in Rocky. He just deals out the truth, Campo. <laughs> That's all he deals. Not in theories. At Gilby underscore Gillard. Which Fox commentator phrase is more annoying? Mm. A. Ennis. Beautiful. B. Parker. For mine. C. Gaz. They run them plays. Or D. Everyone. Or uh, E. No. Anything Blocker wrote. No. Says, blocker. That wasn't a penalty. <laughs> Which is every penalty that's <laughs> yeah. ever happened. Well, the, the interesting thing here is that they've all started to bleed into each other. They, they all say beautiful. Yeah. They all say for mine. And they've yeah. all started saying um, they run them plays. They, yeah. they, they actually messed up this weekend. They do. Well, they didn't put Blocker on the 2 o'clock game. They put him on the 4 o'clock game, which enabled me to switch channels and watch it on Channel 9 instead. You outwitted them, Matthew. I did. Like, they've, got to, they've got to know. They have to put Blocker on games that aren't on Channel 9 so, they, people, so that people have to listen to him. I thought about this on the bus on the bus ride home. I, I can't split Ennis and Gaznia. I think Gaznia's yelling makes him worse. But I, originally, I didn't like Jamie Sowers' commentary. Then I remember you the were so off him. You were but outraged. I, but then I remember the alternatives were Ennis or Gazania, and I'm yeah. now on Team Sowers. I'm well, back around. Sowers is neutral and could get better. Yeah. These other guys have gotten worse since they've yeah. started. Yeah. And you've left out a Nasus of just repeating what the play was. Yeah. Re- and he gets re-counting. the ball here, and he looks left, and he passes left, and there he is. Aiden Guerrero receives the ball. Guerrero. Looks back <laughs> on the inside, passes right, and under the sticks goes CSU. Bray thinks he's the narrator. That's not how you analyze a trial or replay. Bray's just helping the blind fans know what happened. Mitchell, so stop being I hope he's helping the nimble blind fans more than anything else. Oh, God. Uh, next question from a uh, fellas uh, from Eld2 underscore zero. New, new question asker. Fellas, love your podcast, he says. Thank of you. all players on the open market, who earns the biggest annual, annual salary on a five year deal? I Is there a don't $2 know million who's on the man? Open market right No, now. if all players were. Oh, if all players were. Well, I, I think there's, there's three answers mm-hmm. Taylor, Cleary, and Talmalolo. You missed one. You missed Tedesco. Milford. Milford. Oh, yeah. Uh, Milford goes for more than Ash Taylor I think does. Tedesco and Milford are both above Ash Taylor. I so would, do I. Uh, I might take him above Cleary. I would. My three would be uh, Milford, Tedesco, and Tamalolo. That is also my well, three. Add, add Milford and um, Teddy. Although, and that's, that's although, 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 Cleary is getting... like the, the media hype does influence player contracts, and he's it getting does. more hype than anyone else at the moment. But so this he is, might, um, you might be right with Cleary. He will earn a lot of money, but uh, I like the other guys have done it for a bit longer. I don't think Ash me. Taylor's on the level of those four other guys. Not I not think not. he is, but he doesn't have the infrastructure at the club. Maybe and he doesn't maybe, have the stability. Maybe, but I think just going on what we've seen from their first great careers, I don't think well, any club would possibly give him more money than those four other guys. Ash is about. the worst defender of all of them. Yeah, and uh, he hasn't got a good running game. Obviously, kicking game's fantastic. Not a good runner as the other guys either, and so he's still a fantastic player. Yeah, yeah. He's in the five. Yeah. But I don't think he's in that three. And, uh, you know, again, he's almost... I think he's a year younger than Milford. So he's not as young as, you know, people think Milford's got 100 on games. I don't games know if he is belt. in my five. 
Well, who replaces him? I think I'd play. I think I'd pay. Uh, I think I'd pay Cherry. You Evans. say Alex Johnson. Cherry Evans like twenty. I think I'd pay. Yeah, but he said open market. He didn't five like, years. Oh, five, oh I, th- I was gonna say Cherry Evans or Tom Tavoyevich. So I think maybe, I'd pay Tom, maybe Tavoyevich. I think I pay Tom Tavoyevich more than I pay Ash Taylor. To be quite honest, just because I've seen seen. The only more reason why I pick Ash Taylor over him is because he's he's kicking game in the seven. Is a bit more influential than a fullback, and I think Tedesco's a better fullback than yep. Tommy Turbo. What about Kalen Ponga? Give him a ten year deal. Hype baby. At Messer underscore Ozil. This is Dave. He says, who has worse hands, Jack Whiten with a football or Campo with a point? There you go. i got worse positional play yep. than Whiten does, which is really saying something. <laughs> he's, out of, he's out of plays a lot. <laughs> Again, I'm very sorry, Dave. The full, <laughs> the full point. He took it like a man, though. He didn't he really did. play he, that much. What kind did. of beer was it? I don't know. Nah. Uh, we, we think we drank a lot of super dry. The, the drinking kind. Like. Yeah. Uh, Paul Mack, underscore 78. Which NRL player would make the best fill-in host for Boom Rookies? Well, he's got to be a Gronk. He does have to be a grunk. I'm trying to think of guys who I've heard on the radio who are funny. Now, I would like to have Conrad Hurrell because just because he says dumb stuff that's hilarious. Yeah, he'll sell sell your jokes as well. Um, I actually like, I've heard Luke Carey on the radio a few times. He's pretty sharp. He says a few funny things. Angus Crichton's probably the most well spoken rugby league player. I don't so want he'd him. Be, he'd be right. Well, Ang- oh, no, you hate, you were off him because he said he was a Seinfeld fan and he didn't know anything about oh, Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. A bit of. Angus Crichton's very, very wholesome, though. You know what I mean? Was like, it Vandalay Industries you didn't know? It was, yeah, a, it was a lot. It was, it was, it was, it was a bad missus from And they asked him to watch every episode and he said no. Like, well, <laughs> then get off the show. Get out of the quiz chair. Um, <laughs> and and our, our man Rostock, because he, he, knows, he knows the setup. He's been here before. He's a regular at this point. Recurring guest, Nathan Ross. Um, (laughs) At Mario Siegs, favorite cut of steak for each of you? And with sauce or just salt and pepper? I'll have sauce I on it if it's shitty, like minute steak. Below, but it's you know f- what I mean. Like yeah. if it's if oh. it's garb- if it's if it's a nice steak, then it's just salt and pepper. I'm yeah. like I'm not putting the sauce on it. Yeah, I think it's a fair steak, take. You know, no, I um I eat Scotch fillet. That's okay. my favourite cut. And uh, occasionally I'll make a blue cheese f- sauce for it. If but generally on its own, just yeah. salt and pepper. I'm a, I think I'm a T-bone man. Yeah, because yeah, you know, the reason why I make the blue cheese sauce is then I'm having you know vegetables on the side and put a bit yeah. there. But yeah, salt and pepper. If you know how to cook a steak, you don't. It's really a proper need it. steak. It shouldn't yeah. need sauce. But yeah, cheap shit ones load me up. Load it's, me it's, up. it's like oh, a tomato sorry. sauce soup. That's <laughs> a minute steak. <laughs> uh, okay, next question at Dom Bloody Miller. Best rugby league book you've read. This is for Campo, pretty much, and you, not uh, me. Um, ne- never before, never again. It's a book that was originally printed in, I think, the early nineties about St George's eleven premierships in a row. Wow. Okay. And it's recently come back into print as a twenty-five year anniversary edition, and I hadn't read it until it came back into print, and it is wonderful. Um, it's a great. Uh, really thorough historical document of that time. Yep. A lot of anecdotes I didn't know, a lot of interesting little facts about that run that I didn't know. And they do the thing that I love in sports books where they catch up with all the players 20 years later. Mm. You know what I mean? You see how their lives have gone since then. I'm a real sucker for that. That that one and Andrew Webster did a biography of Jack Gibson that came out maybe three or four years ago. That's the best rugby league biography. Um, Web, Web, it's just Webster doing Webster writing for like... 400 pages it's fantastic he is the best um, I really liked Sunnyball I uh, thought it was great so I never read it it's good I yeah. don't have it anymore I'd lend it to you are you going to elaborate on why it's good um, I just thought sell it, it to me Paul well uh, look it, it looks obviously that that's uh, we were what like well, I mean you're three years younger than Mitch and I so what we were probably what 13 or 14 when that happened and mm. you're looking back at it now and if that happens if that happened today it would be in- unbelievable it would be well, the biggest could, rugby happen. people would have seen exactly movie. and yeah. it was just it's just such a fascinating story there's a there's a bit about how he eventually got served his papers um, from the NRL and the Bulldogs while he was coming off the field playing a trial game on like some random field in France and he like tried to run away from the guy serving him 
It's, just, it's a really good book. We had a lot of insight onto this story that I really didn't know that much about at the time because, again, we were quite young and I thoroughly... Well, it was 2008. Like, I was 15. Yeah, we I was 15, turned yeah. 16 when it happened. Yeah. Um, for me, I have read too many bad rugby league books. I've read so many shit autobiographies, so many. But my favourite rugby book is Jonah's book. There you go. So Are you going to say what the worst league book you've ever read was? There's a plenty I haven't got to the end of of autobiographies. Well, just just give me well give me a murderer's role of the worst thing. <sighs> one which one of the Wayne's books is a proper a proper dud. Is it Don't Die with the Music in You is the dud? Well, don't Don't Die with the Music in You is more like a book of his coaching philosophies. Yeah. And then there's The Man in the Mirror, which is more of an autobiography. And The Man in the Mirror is quite good. Yeah, the other one's average. The other one I read when I was like 13, I really liked it. And I read it again later. Just, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you the worst one. I read a lot of dud ones. Good question. Didn't like Ricky Ponting's cricket one, by the way. I was a big sucker for those um, uh, Steve Ward tour diaries back yeah. in the day. They were good. Yeah, then I, then I thought Ponting would be entertaining. He just wasn't. Mm. <laughs> I've, sort of gone, I've, gone, I've sort of gone away from autobiographies. And I've leant more towards like books that are written by... Authors or journalists yeah, you can't on, rely on a certain on a event, you know what I mean? To give like, a reliable story. But that Saints one's red hot. Pick it up. Okay, next question. Josh Robbo's back. Number one. <laughs> oh, no. What, is no it? what bullshit excuses will Mitch use this week to put down the Panthers' efforts? We've well, already heard well, him. you heard him, bro. Go back and listen to him again. Uh, keep listening. Well, put it on replay, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Well, I'll do it in regional areas for you next week, mate. Don't okay. worry. Uh, number two, who will be key to each team's efforts in the finals? Sorry? Who will be key to each team's efforts? The refs. Oh, that is a terrible answer. Well, you, you answered it with Josh Robbo's answer. Oh, okay. It was <laughs> no. a gimmick then. Okay, my bad. Come on, mate. My bad. Sorry. It's been uh, a long day. Well, I mean, pretty obvious. The best players of each team. <laughs> I think... Uh, no, I'm, I'm too tired to even give a joke answer. But, I mean, we get, we get, we'll have a proper finals breakdown for you in two weeks. And we'll, we'll give you a star man for each team. Hot take might be Anthony Milford for the Broncos. Could be. Can't be for the Whoa, storm. easy, big fella. <laughs> easy. Uh, number three, is there too much being read into crowd figures this week at ANZ with comparison to the almost 16K at the AFL on Saturday? Yes. Yes. There's always too much read into crowd figures. Like People will talk about how much worse crowds are now than they ever have been before. That's not a true. lot of that is because, and if the figures are down, a lot of it's because the Thursday night games are trash and the 6 o'clock Friday game. That's enough to drag crowd figures down, you know, a couple of percentage points. And everyone's already admitted their broadcast games. Exactly. And I think once the NRL takes control of the draw next year, you'll see uh, games that are a lot more friendly towards spectators. Yeah, and why are we... Um, people want those games gone, forgetting that the alternative to those games is playing games, games at the same, same time. time. Which is obviously worse. Which, is, which always sucks. Yeah, so this is the right system. And unfortunately, two games are going to tank crowd figures, but I don't know why people care so much. People care because they think they should care. Yeah. When really, the only people that should care about crowd numbers... Are the people actually running the game? They're the only yeah. people it affects. Yeah, and they made this choice. Exactly, <laughs> they weighed out the pros and cons. Our next one. Ah, uh, good question, Josh. Can the Panthers actually match up to any of the teams in the top four? No. You're going to say yes. Yeah. Abstain. <laughs> Five with the EPL. So I think 20- 20- I think they could beat the Sharks or the Roosters in a finals game. Maybe. Fifth. Question. With the EPL celebrating the 25th anniversary, what are your best moments of any sport in that time? In the last 25 years. Whoa, dude, that's Ooh. an expensive uh, question. Yeah. In the last 25 years. Why don't you, uh, why don't you just keep it to, to, to soccer then? If we're just well, going okay, well, well, I'm just obviously just going to say 2014 grand final and you're going to say, what, what, like, when, when was the last? 2006? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's not the best Broncos and, one for me though. Um, well, fine. Anyway, he's right. Let's keep it to soccer then, which the answer is obviously John Elwissi's penalty. 
Yeah, not close. And then you know, and then other... Sydney FC's grand final this year. It's it's pretty easy for me. It's Broncos premierships, Packers Super Bowls, yeah, Ravens Super Bowl, Ca- Cavaliers one win. Like it's not that Celtics, hard. Celtics NBA, yeah, yeah. Kevin, oh the Pat Super Bowls, mm. probably. Yeah. Mm. We will. I shouldn't have even asked. Yeah, well, that's my you. mistake. <laughs> This, this is why you have Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> They're a punishment. <laughs> but, uh, Timothy Janus got 23. <laughs> Six. Will a week go by when Josh won't ask a question about the Panthers? <laughs> it's true. There are eight. No, God love them. There's some people who write in every week, and I love yeah. that they write in every week, but they only ask questions about their team. And I think that's just fine. They just want to hear about their team. I'm okay with it. Oh, there's a Josh Robbo shot at Campo right here. Yeah, hit me with it. What's he say? Oh. Also, what was so bad about the refereeing that had Canberra fans and Campo whinging about an 8-3 penalty count? Oh, oh, my God. Oh, there's so much more to refereeing than just penalty counts, dog. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Canberra didn't lose that game because of the referees. Let me no. just get that right out on front street right now. Penrith were better on the day over the 80 minutes, and they deserved their win thoroughly. But there was things like Dylan Edwards stepping on the line when he fielded that kick, yeah, and then, and then Taylor him. dragging him back into the in goal in what I thought was a legal tackle, and Mitch yeah. thought it was a legal tackle. Momentum like, did not stop. Exactly. That's not me gronking off. Like That is a legitimate 50-50 decision that went against the Raiders. Similarly, later in the first half, Dylan Edwards went up for a kick, and I thought he knocked it on. Yeah. Mitch thought he knocked it on. Bungard, did you think he knocked it on? Uh, I can't remember, but I also don't think he stepped on the sideline. Well, regardless, whether whether you think he did or you think he didn't, those are 50-50 decisions that legitimately could go either way, and yep. three crucial ones went against Canberra, mm-hmm. all yep. in the first half. And penalty counts, as you said, they're not a reflection of the refereeing going one team's way or the other. It's a reflection of the team's discipline, generally. Yeah, and again, again, I'm not going to say the referees cost Canberra the game because they didn't, not by mm-hmm. any means. But those were three very crucial calls that could have gone either way that didn't go Canberra's way. And that's been, that's just being unlucky. That's just something that happens. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why Canberra fans were whinging. Yep. At Just Davies 90, after the King of Denmark was denied into a Brisbane pub, your best slash worst refusal of entry this story. This is a tough one because like, there's not really any good refusal of entry stories. Because they're either, I didn't get in and I went home, or I didn't get in and I snuck in through another door. Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's it. That's about it. <laughs> I've got nothing The worst one. ones Sorry. are when you're like, you've turned up... Sober. sober. Oh, it's like, happened. Like, oh, mate, you look, you look, you look, how many beers you had? Zero? I've been at work. Oh, well, why are, you look, why are your eyes all red? Because I'm tired, because I've been staring at a computer screen for 10 hours. No, nah, mate, Life sorry, not story. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chant. Okay, next question. Jake underscore H underscore 87. He says, please speak about Matt Moylan's heel turn. Nothing sums up Oh, we didn't talk about this. Like I didn't know. The re- all right, here's hey, what- I'm still reading the question. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing sums up Canberra's season like their players getting the strop after the game is over. Yeah, look, we didn't talk about this because I didn't want to bring it up out of respect to Campo because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to rub salt in the wound. But yeah, the Matt, Moy- the, the Matt Moylan heel turn, much like the architect in the WWE, the architect in the NRL, turned heel uh, on the fans. And uh, He was already heel. No, he wasn't. <laughs> like everybody he was a face, him. No, he was a face that nobody liked. There's a difference. Mm, no, he was Roman Reigns. Now he truly is Seth Rollins. Oh, I don't know look, any of those things. It's I, fine. It'll make sense to the four people who listen to this who watch wrestling. <laughs> I, had the shits, I had the shits with it at the time, like of course, but and I still had the shits with it now, but... You know, you win the game, you can do those yeah. things. You know? I would laugh my head off if a Bronco player did that. I would love it. Yeah, you yeah. loved it when well, Corbin see, if, Sims did it to the Knights. Yeah, fuck exactly with it. Like, right. See, if, if Lua had done that, I, I probably would have loved it. Yeah. So, even though I don't like it, I can't really sit here and First win you about it. First thing I've ever liked. It's just what happens when you lose the game. You know, it's just what happens. And if I they won imme- the game... I did, I did immediately cut it. a gif of it as well. So, At Pies Josh, 2-0 over the season, 30 points to 24 on the ladder. Is it time to acknowledge Penrith are just better at rugby league than Canberra? Oh, I could honestly talk about this for about an hour. Oh, yeah, I really could. But so yeah, we're already running heavy, so let's not. They probably are this year, man. Who knows? 
Um, yeah. I think obviously Canberra's ceiling is higher, but a lot of things have just gone Penrith's way this year, and a lot of things have not gone Canberra's way. I think that's the best way to put it. Fair enough. Well, these games between them have been decided on some yeah really small moments. Yeah, well. exactly. Like a lot, lot of flips, a lot of flips of the coin. I enjoy watching both of those teams play, but you know, uh, Penrith have just had a bit bit more luck this year, and they've you know they've taken their chances when they've come. At Butsy Triple Eight, rank your top five Tarantino movies. Uh, all right, uh, I go. Inglorious Bastards, number one. Django Unchained, number two. Uh, Pulp Fiction, number three. Reservoir Dog, number four. Kill Bill, number five. Which Kill Bill? Uh, or the, are you counting them all as one? Well? Oh, it's tough to split them, isn't it? But I, I actually think, think I actually enjoy one a lot yeah, more I was gonna, than I was going to say the two. first half stronger than the second half, I think. That, yeah, so I will say Kill Bill one if I have to split them. Me well, and Kepo have done this before, so it's good. We have. We have. I think we're all going to have those five. Like You're not having Jackie Brown jump in there or... The hateful Death eight or anything like that, are you? No, no. You're, not, you're not. So, yeah, so I think it's that five. It's just the order. The my number one is Pulp Fiction. Number two, well, that's a movie that got me into Tarantino. Really, yeah. so that's number one. Number two is Reservoir Dogs. Uh, number three is going to be in. Oh, I like Django Unchained more. I think four Inglorious Bastards, five Kill Bill one. I think I'm going one Pulp Fiction, two Inglorious Bastards, three Kill Bill Part One. Four Reservoir Dogs and five Django. Fuck, my, I love Inglorious Bastards. I think my movie. top four there are really hard to separate for me. Yeah, and um, Kill Bill I could drop out and not not care as much, but yeah, and just not mention Death Proof. Kill Bill, Sorry, banging soundtrack. Yeah, that's yeah, well, a Tarantino soundtrack. movie with a banging yeah. soundtrack. No, but I mean, even Who for a Tarantino movie, that Kill Bill soundtrack was fucking grouse. Anyway, next question. Oh, no, you've closed the questions. No, I got them here. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Wally Frogmore says I need to keep the, skip the question segment well hope not Butsy Triple Eight if you had to pick an NRL player to be the next Batman who would it be? I think Cameron Smith I think <laughs> Cameron Smith he could do the dapper Bruce Wayne stuff yeah. and then he could do the you know my city needs me he could do that too <laughs> I'm trying to think of who's a white man who's really cut and also, also has the hipster haircut. Nick Cottridge in like five years might, <laughs> might do it. He might be more suave. No, he'll end up like Bane, bro. Like, yeah, actually, you're right. He'll get, he'll get too big. <laughs> he'll get too big. You seen his brother? Yeah. That's, where, that's how he'll end up, uh, man. I'm going to go with the Dark Knight, Clint Gutherson. Clint no, Gutherson, he's no. too fancy. He couldn't hide fancy. his hair under that cowl. No, Boyd Cordner might be able to do it. Bruce no, Wayne his chin's too distinctive. Everyone wrong, would know. Yeah. <laughs> he can't, can't do it. The Good chin shows off. He maybe put something over the bum, bum chin part when he's Batman. <laughs> hide your shame, Boyd. <laughs> Yeah, Cansby's a good guess. Uh, Coop's probably too short. Cooper Cronk. Co- I could definitely see Cooper Cronk becoming a supervillain of some of some kind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like Cooper Cronk, he could he could end up being Lex Luthor. Who's the Penguin? Shannon Boyd is he fat enough? <laughs> no, if he's, Dave if he's no uh, Dave Taylor, he's too he's too lovable. <laughs> he's too lovable. He's um he's oh, mate, he's something else. <laughs> <laughs> could George Rose be the Penguin? He's what I was thinking about thinking yeah. about as well. Then Maybe. I know it's a bit cliched, but I like Sam Cassiano could be the Penguin. He could be hundred uh, percent. But James, see, James Graham could be Mister Freeze. I don't know. Would he commit to the puns? Like yes. Would he go like Arnie did? I, I want to, to believe. see you. Like <laughs> I don't know. Fairly certain that's McBain. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, How bad is it that you can't really separate the two? When he like... comes out of the ice statue. Oh no! What does what does what does what does Arnie say? There's a freeze. Cloudy coming. with a chance of ice. <laughs> but I couldn't tell. I wasn't hundred percent sure at first. <laughs> right now, thinking holding another meeting uh, in bed. At Butsy Triple Eight again. He says, "What's the best tinsel topping?" Uh turning it into a palm. 
That's your yeah. answer. Uh, if you can go to a, a German sister house, get like the Jaeger sauce. The the, the Jaeger gravy is pretty good. You're dumping Jaeger bombs on top of your chicken? No, you're not. I don't know what that means. There you go. But they're, they're all right. But yeah, chicken palm generally the safest bet. 100%. Have you noticed it's taking off more overseas and they're doing it really wrong? Are they? What, it's how, getting how big in America. It it's huge in America. I but watched a video of Action Bronson making a palm the other day. Oh my God. It looked, it looked delectable. How but do they, you mess it up? They call it chicken parmesan. Okay. So parmesan cheese. And then they put like they put the chicken in the sauce. So it's like Action Bronson put sauce in the bottom of his pan, put the fried chicken on it, then put the cheese on top and grilled it. But if you... Like they put so much sauce in there, you can't, it's going to be... It's got to be... Chew, like it's not going to be oh, as crispy, you don't interesting. think, Interesting. Right? Okay. But it's, it's getting big over there. All right. It's an Australian thing though, right? I'm pretty sure it might be Italian, but I'm well, not sure. Well, if Australia didn't invent it, they'd certainly perfected we it. Certainly, like, uh, appropriate, we certainly appropriated it. <laughs> Absolutely. Are, we we guilty? Stole that shit. Are our pubs guilty of cultural appropriation yeah, from we, Italy? We certainly, yeah. That's the smartest thing piece. Okay. Uh, D Hills 2. Uh, should Jared Hainbiggs exiled to regional areas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll allow it. Bathurst needs Jared Hayne. Canberra's original era. <laughs> Come on down. No, I would not like that. You would not. You wouldn't like that? that? Okay, so... Uh, you already got Ricky Stewart, ninth one. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, one of the many. What is it, seven now? It was seven or eight. He was... King Henry, King Henry, like King Henry and his wives, Jared no, Hayne and his coaches. <laughs> no, I love, I love how with those lists that you see of all the coaches, he's knife, Jim Tom Shuler's on there. That was my like fair. as if he had anything to no, do with it no, ever. No, it's great. <laughs> you never know, Campo. Yeah, you don't know what happened behind the scenes. Uh, Mick the Perm's got a couple of questions. One, would you classify Canberra's original area due to the fact it's a shithole? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's weird because I literally just said that. Um, I'll allow it. I like Canberra. Uh, are BJ and Rapana the biggest grub pairing in the NRL? Oh, please. No. Pass. No. Anything with Kenny Edwards. It could be Kenny Edwards and a saint. <laughs> That's your pairing. Uh, three. What are your thoughts on caramel popcorn chocolate bars? I hadn't seen them before, but thinks that they'd be a great idea. It sounds care. like he's just said a heap of words. It did. I don't yeah. really like caramel popcorn all that much. I, I don't, really, like, I don't really like popcorn, popcorn full, full Whoa, whoa, whoa. I worked at a cinema oh, for about a year. Yeah, yeah, but I worked at McDonald's. Yeah. I still like McNuggets. Well, good for you, but Thank we're you. not talking about you right now, are we? <laughs> what about caramel nugget I don't chocolate bars? I don't care for the show <laughs> when we're not talking about me. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I'm sure if you, you know, if it's just, it's just crunchy bits of caramel kind of thing. If you put that it's pretty hard there, to right. mess it up. Give it a run. I'm not sure if I'd invest, but I'd try one. Yeah. Okay. Simo underscore 393 is back. Oh, oh God. For fuck's sake. <laughs> is Wayne Bennett dropping Wally Lewis the ballsiest call of all time? Newish coach sacking the King of Rugby League in Queensland. Paid off soon enough with back-to-back premierships. It's right up there. It's right up there. And not just taking the captaincy off him, giving the captaincy to his best mate. Yeah. Like, it's a very alpha move. It is. <laughs> I, actually, I, hadn't, I haven't ever gone down this line of thought, thinking about what the ballsiest coaching calls ever are. This is right up there. And then another one, uh, Melbourne in 99. They, Scott Hill was out for the season and Chris Anderson's son, Ben, was the 5-8 for the back half of the year. Yeah. They played Saints in the first week of the finals, got smashed. Chris Anderson dropped his son, moved Matt Guy from the wing to 5-8 and brought a bloke named Craig Smith in from Reggie's. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Guy was the leading point scorer that year and uh, Anderson made this new bloke, Craig Smith, the kicker. And then they won their next three games, won the comp. That's it's probably it's probably not up there with with the Bennett and Lewis one, but it's certainly well, look, like the most family destroying. Craig, one. Craig like, Smith, Craig Smith. Well, I mean, he didn't score the winning try, but he was the reason the winning try was scored. He was. And then Matt Guy kicked the conversion. He was. Well, I think Bennett might have him beat, but that's my number that's two. Up there. Well, I, I believe if we apparently if you go back and do the stats or 
Wally Lewis's years at the Broncos, his like record-breaking performances are telling. And in, in a similar, line breaks and everything in, too. A, in, in a similar vein, Michael Maguire dropping South's top ever try scorer in 2014 for a 35-year-old Lottie Takiri and Alex Johnston to come nah, in. And I'm not sure that's on the same level. Neither. It's not. But I just wanted to be part of the conversation. <laughs> of course, you did. But yeah, it is a very ballsy call. I then... have a question for you, Matthew Bungard. Oh. So you're in a house and it's on fire and at one end of the house is Alex Johnson yep. and at the other end is Nathan Merritt and yep. you can only save one. You Easy can only answer. choose one. Who dies? Well, well, no one dies. I'm saving Nathan Merritt and Alex Johnson is faster than a fire can burn. So, boom, everyone's safe. They're both knocked out. You can only save one. Shit. Oh, damn it. Uh, and actually, please. not even that fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just wrong. He's proven you wrong like 50 oh, times. Oh, yes, he's out, he's out on fire. Life. Yes, in the last, <laughs> in the last few weeks. But that, that's your grand final <laughs> halftime entertainment. Set ANZ Stadium on fire and and get the speedsters to try oh, and outrun no. the fire to the other end. Get a line of petrol oh, from one man. end to I'm the a other. Big fan. I'm a big fan of getting rugby league players to compete against the elements. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get them like racing Get fire, Dave maybe Taylor to wrestle a bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm down for that. No, but so who are you going to save? I'm, I'm pleading the fifth. No, you must. Nathan you must my favourite rugby league player of all time. But Alex Johnson still got many years to earn a place. You, mu- you? you must decide. I'm not deciding. Mitchell's pleaded the fifth like 20 times today. You haven't hammered him. Yeah, because it's boring things about tips. tips. Yeah, exactly like, right. The boring. This parts. is an interesting question. Well, I, I mean, that's a really macabre question. Um, but I mean, not really. It's just a roundabout way of saying who you prefer. Well, Nathan Merritt's my favorite rugby league player of all time. So Nathan Merritt. So you're saving Nathan Merritt? I guess in this case. So you're letting Alex Johnson well, die? No. See, I'm not. This he is, is an absurd. Next question. You are letting him die. Oh, he has a career ahead of him. He's a family. He has stakes, mate. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Nathan Merritt probably has a family as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After that Origin game, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Simo's last question. How long would a new coach get today if they sack someone that big as Wally Lewis continuing? Say a JT or Ken Smith. Oh, the knives on like the TV shows and Twitter would be out within five Mate, seconds. They'd, yeah. get a, they'd get a half a season, I mean, you maybe just saw a season. If Jared like Hayne, who's nowhere near the level of Wally Lewis, uh, just get a coach knifed for far less than the that. The thing was, like, I don't, I'm not even sure, because um, I know the board backed Bennett in that case. Yeah. They said, if you want to do this, then we'll back you. I don't think that would happen now. I think no. the, I think the board would would honestly back the star player. Yeah, because the, the star players are bigger than ever currently with yeah. how the game and media coverage is. I don't think you'd be able to make that call. Like, you know, and the cap's all different, all that kind of stuff, and then you could. Anyway, that's that's all the questions. Oh, good. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Camp we on. made it. You, thank you for coming on. No worries, guys. I always, always love making the trip down the hall. We kept yeah. this under two hours, which is a record well, for Well, we, we flew through or, a couple of those Harry. games. Uh, anything to plug? Uh, no, not at the moment. But you got some stuff in the pipeline, I'm sure. Great oh, takes. Man, I hope so. I've always got takes. Yeah. Takes aren't in the pipeline. They're just out there wandering, wandering through the world, you know? Yeah. Infinite takes in infinite galaxies. All right. Say goodbye, Nicholas. Bye, guys. Say goodbye, Mitchell. See you later. Goodbye from me.
Okay, talk to me about the future of Public Enemy. Future of Public Enemy.